everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 338 for the week of February 21st, 2015. I'm Chris Privetier, um, dude from RP Gamer, here with Dudette Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. From RP Gamer and Natsume Inc. Incorporated. No, not clever come. Com. Not to be confused with Natsume Co. Limited, Natsume Atari Japan, or Natsume Inc. Japan. There's a lot of them. Well, Natsume Inc. Japan is owned by Natsume Inc. USA. Oh, okay. Is that how that works? Yes, and it confuses people. Of course, you're not from Natsume. You're from Clever Communications. Yes. Your boss would be upset if you said that. <laughs> uh, hi. Hello. Nobody's it's just here, the two Anna. of us. Just the two of us. Making podcasts in the cloud. Just the two of us. You and I. Wait, that doesn't rhyme now. No. <laughs> oh, she said podcast in the sky. We had cats with us, but they've just abandoned us. Like, Simon oh, he's is, singing now. Simon is mourning over his broken toy. What's broken about it? It fell off again. What did? Oh, that thing? Yeah. Oh, give me a break. The thing always falls off as soon as he tries to use it. <sighs> it's a self-grooming toy. Well, oh, yeah. You're really tired this morning. Where is I am. everybody? I, I mean, I expected to be a low turnout last week, not this week. Yeah, everyone's sleepy. Mm, I guess so. We had a hockey game last night. And we have a hockey game tonight. We had a lot of people at that hockey game last night. Yeah. We, we had, had a like... Big group. Yeah, almost 20 people with us at the hockey game. That was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Madison Capitals lost. Badly. Badly. But, I mean... Yeah, it was nine two. But at the same time, having a you're loss. You're trying to justify to that team, this. <laughs> no. It was a loss. It was a crappy it was a bad loss. loss. Yeah. But at the same time, uh-huh. I think we were expecting to lose. Yeah, maybe. Well, um, what could we say? How about we talk about what we've played? No, well, that's kind of what I was gonna say. Okay. So, I've been playing Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on my new 3DS. And I've been playing Majora's Mask on my new 3DS. Yay! So you go first. Monster Hunter's awesome, and I'm playing it a lot. Oh, is there supposed to be more? Yeah, there's supposed to be more, isn't it? Uh, Monster Hunter 4. If you haven't played a Monster Hunter game, it is like a... Think of it like um, Destiny, but longer. I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday who I get done explaining Monster Hunter and he's like, oh, it sounds like Destiny. I'm like, um, that's not a comparison I've heard before. And he's like, yeah, yeah, kind of. So you have, uh, there's a lot of grinding. You have to, you, you don't level up, only your equipment gets better. You have to go around getting a bunch of, uh, you know, parts and stuff to grind more equipment and then, um, hunt bigger and better monsters to get better parts for even better equipment. You have a series of quests, and uh, as you complete uh, quests in a rank, you unlock a harder rank level of quests, and then you do those and continue the progression. You have little cat pals that can fight alongside you, which are awesome in this version of the game. Um, I'm watching them train in my uh, my hunter's room right now. and Some of them are lifting weights, some of them are doing sit-ups and occasionally they all kind of fall over tired it's really fun yeah the cats are very spastic um but they are your buddies in single player uh if you play with one other person online you can each bring a cat with you um but with three or four people online nobody can have a cat so let's see there's a pig in your room 
who I swear teaches you the correct timing for um, cooking meat based on how long he'll let you pet him without being upset. And it's meant to uh, train you, um, it looks like. Um, and what else? Uh, this one has some new weapons in it versus the last one that we got on the 3DS so and Wii U. what weapons Wii. do you use and why do you use them? Well, I'm using the two new weapons because they're new. Um, that was my justification. They're also crazy. So my first weapon that I picked up was called the Charge... Um, wait. What was the name of it? Is a charge something or other, charge charge shield charge sword, charge. Hold on, look at my equipment. I'm an idiot. So here we go. Elite blade, charge something. They don't put the names inside the damn game, so you have to like look outside the name for the game for the official names of these things. It's a charge sword. Uh, the thing is, it's actually an axe, even though it says charge sword. So this thing's cool. It's a sword and seal, sword, sword and sealed. It's a sword and shield that, um, as you hit the enemy, it charges up, and then you dump those charges into the shield, and then you can do. Then you turn, you combine the sword and the shield into a giant axe and do super powerful attacks. Now that you've charged it up, all right. And there's even more you can do, and even more complicated mechanics. I won't go into. into get into but that's that's one and that's fun because you get like this quick attack of sword and shield and then you switch into the show, slow powerful mode when you turn it into the big axe and it's nice to have the flexibility during a fight depending on your situation the other weapon i picked up is called the kinsect glaive and why they put that k in front of the word insect i don't really know but the kinsect glaive is a weapon that's part spear part insect so <clears throat> the kinsect glaive works like this you have an insect who's kind of chilling out on your right arm and you've got this uh glaive the spear that you use for your fighting most of the time now occasionally you send the, the kinsect out and he collects juice from the monsters and he gets different juice depending on which small monster you target or which part of the giant boss monsters you target. So like the head versus the body versus the feet give you a different color juice. And you combine these juices in a way that they give you buffs. So what you're supposed to do is run around, get this white juice, and then you get to the big monster um, and you get the red juice and the orange juice, and you combine it all together and the white juice doubles the effects of the other juices you're using. So if you get it all together, you get like three to five minutes of like, um, you, you get like three to five minutes of like uh, crazy bonus attack speed and power and all this other stuff. And like you're supposed to have these buffs off all the time for using this weapon because like you do twice as many hits versus not having like the red buff. Like the red juice in particular is really important. It's really complicated. I've just learned about the juices yesterday. I was using it for a couple days before then. I had no idea what I was doing and I haven't mastered it whatsoever. It's really complicated. And then leveling up the weapon, you have to like grow your monster separate from the weapon. And when your monster gets to a high enough level, then you can level Level up your weapon. It's crazy, and I don't know. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn that stuff. <laughs> um, so those are the weapons I'm using right now. And Wheels is in the chat, and he's like, "Charge Blade is great." <laughs> it's like, all right, Wheels, we gotta play. <laughs> you can show me your Charge Blade skills. They're probably a lot better than mine. 
So let's see. Uh, so Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. What else is there to say about Monster Hunter? So the single player quest, there's like a, an actual storyline and stuff, and you know it's not like um, it's not like the next Final Fantasy or, well, I guess the next. Uh, I should talk about a good Final Fantasy, shouldn't I? Well, anyway, it's <laughs> it's not like some giant RPG epic, but his basic story system. It's getting you um, from place to place. So you're you're going from town to town and doing quests, and it's getting you involved in the game and you feel like hey i'm making progress and the monsters aren't too too hard compared to like the the online real monster hunting monsters which you're supposed to do with other people um so that's good i'm spending time uh working my way through the story and i don't think it'll be too much longer and then i'll have the story part done and then it's it's on to grinding with uh folks online um, and the online, of course, is where it's at with Monster Hunter. And I'm having fun. Just random groups of people is working out really well. Nobody's been jerks. Nobody's really deserting matches or anything. Everyone's kind of working together, getting the hunts done. We're helping each other get our rank up quests done because only the person who submits the rank up quest gets credit for the rank up quest. So that's really annoying when all four of the people need it. But it's okay. You keep hunting, you get parts, and. Uh, you use those parts for making armor, so it's always to your benefit to help people out. So Monster Hunter is a good game for encouraging uh, cooperation. I'm enjoying it. The graphics look great on the, the new 3DS. I love the fact that we've got the super stable 3D now, which I'm I'm going to call it stable 3D because, I'm sorry, you can't go from just 3D to super stable 3D. Should We should have stable 3D first. So that's why it's, it's the stable 3D. Anyway, it helps a lot. So I actually use 3D during my quests um, and I would not have done that with the old 3DS just because as you shake the system around, you would just lose 3D too much. So, oh, yeah, Wheels uh, Wheels has been using Charge Blade since last year. Um, see, that's there you go, Charge Blade, not Charge Sword. He's been using it since last year because he had Monster Hunter 4 in Japanese because he can do the Japanese stuff. So uh, he's probably really good at it. Uh, let's see. Oh, Eric in the chat says he's taken to the Kinsect Glaive because it's uh, stronger than his Charge Blade until he can upgrade. So that's cool. And Power Lord is playing the game you're playing, Anna, which is Majora's Mask. Yep. So how's Majora's Mask been going? Good. Um, I think I talked about this a little bit last week because it's like I just I just enjoy this game so much more than I did as a kid because I'm just one I'm more knowledgeable as an adult. Two I'm using a guide. So. Um, I think last week I was right before the first dungeon, and at this point I have completed the first dungeon. And so I haven't been playing it a ton this week um, because I actually started playing um, Atelier Rorona again. So we whipped out the PSTV, and while you were playing Monster Hunter on the um, 3DS, I was playing Rorona on the TV. So yeah. I'm not far yet. I finished um, the first task, which was like three months of time. And beyond that, I've also been playing Pokemon Shuffle. Shuffle! Yes. Yeah, so you... I played a little Shuffle too, but I don't I... like that game. I've played a lot of Shuffle. Yeah. So I am... Well, hang on. Tell the folks about Pokemon Shuffle and how that crap works. Okay. So I'm on level 90. Level 90? Yes. 90? Yes. Oh my gosh, you've played a lot. Yeah. Well, not really. Are you I mean... done yet? No. I think there's 160 stages initially, and that doesn't include... I don't know if that number includes EX stages. And I know it definitely doesn't include the special stages, because I was looking on my Pokedex, and I don't see Mew anywhere. So, 
Um, so Pokemon Shuffle is a match three game with a little bit of a twist. Um, instead of going sort of the bejeweled style where you can only switch um, two items that are side by side or going the puzzle and dragon route where you drag an icon around, you pick up and move, you pick up and swap two pieces from anywhere on the board. Yeah. And so that dynamic is just a little bit, it's just different enough to make it interesting for me. Is anyone else doing that with their puzzle game? I know I've played puzzlers like that before, but they're certainly in the minority. And of course, because it's a Pokemon game, all the Pokemon have strengths and weaknesses, and they've brought in all of the Mega Pokemon from the newest game. So, And you can level up your Pokemon. Right. I'm not entirely certain what leveling up does yet. I it makes them hoping, stronger. Uh, I was hoping... Uh, maybe? I don't know. I'd have to look at the stats of some of my level I thought it made them do more damage. So. Uh, it, that is entirely possible. It's hard to say because I don't really look at my Pokemon a lot. What I usually do is um, each time I go to a level, there is a little button you can push called Optimize. And it uh, basically fills in the Pokemon that have the strength against whatever you're going to be fighting. Yeah. So I don't really look at my Pokedex that often. So I'm not sure what leveling up does well you hoping, should i was hoping it would make them evolve but it looks like you have to catch evolutions separately all right so i like the mechanics but i have issues with the with the free to play yeah yeah it's so, crazy. It's 30 minutes to recharge one energy. Right. And so you get five you max, energy. You max out at five energy. That's, so that's you can play five stages. Right. And so um, after that, you need to pay with jewels, which are purchased with real money, to refill your hearts. Well, now, yeah. the nice thing is, is every 10 levels, you get a free jewel. And every... um. So you can do street passing in this game, and every 10 um, tags, you get either a heart or a gem. Mostly hearts, sometimes gems. So, and if something goes wrong with the game, like, for example, it was down for most of last night, they give you a gem. So you are actually given a fairly steady supply of gems, and I was initially just um, redeeming them one at a time until I realized that if I saved up for three, instead of getting 15 lives, I'd get 18 lives. So now I'm redeeming them three at a time. So, I mean, I haven't put any real money into this game. And I think that you could go through the game for a, for the most part without spending any money. Mm -hmm. And on top of the gems, there's also a coin currency and the coin currency lets you purchase um, either buffs at the start of the level or um, a buff at the end of the level. So on top of the match three portion, you, actually, uh, you have to actually catch the Pokemon. So after you finish the match three puzzle, it switches over to the capture screen. Yeah, and I, I don't get how this works. There's like an initial chance. Right, so there you get in a, a base chance. Which which is defined by what? Because I had a Torchic, which was like super impossible yeah, to get. it's defined from Pokemon to Pokemon. Okay. And then on top of that, you get additional bonus 
chance um, based on how many of the how many turns you have left because for the regular part of the game you get x amount of turns to complete the level and so if i have 16 turns and i finish the level in four then i get 12 bonus turns added to the meter and again what those 12 bonus turns become depend from Pokemon to Pokemon. Mm -hmm. You could get 1% per turn. You could get 10% per turn. I think the highest that I've seen is I had one Pokemon that it was like, uh, there were four turns to catch it. It had a 1% catch rate, but every turn you had left over was an additional 25% on the meter. And of course, RNG being RNG, um, I caught something that had a 20% capture rate and I lost something that had an 89% capture rate. <laughs> so that was kind of annoying. The nice thing is, is you can, um, with your coin, so if you miss catching something, um, you could spend coins at the end to throw a great ball. And there is a slight issue with the tutorial text because the tutorial text says it will, a great ball guarantees you will catch something, and it won't. It doubles the existing chance you will catch something. Yeah, I noticed that yesterday. It was frustrating. Yeah, so if you had 26%, it will double it to 52. If you had anything 50% or greater, it will guarantee that it will be caught. Hmm. And so all the Pokemon it's, also it's have It's just set own... up for this incredible amount of grinding for catching all the Pokemon mm -hmm. and getting S ranks. And I don't find the puzzle mechanics to be that fun. And right. And that's, that's the kicker. Until I unlocked expert mode. Uh -huh. Expert mode, I like the puzzle mechanics in because that's about going fast and just and go boom, 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 boom. That's more like the puzzle game I'm into. Right. And so that was kind of cool. Did you play that at all? Right. So every five to seven stages-ish, you unlock a new EX mode. And EX mode, instead of being based on the number of turns, is based on a time limit. Yeah. And so you have any, you have one, two minutes, three minutes, 30 seconds um, it varies from level to level. And you just constantly have to be doing matches. Right. Um, the problem is I found that even going super fast or what felt like super fast it was not enough to kill the first EX stage for where I was at. Yeah. So I need stronger Pokemon. Yes. So generally speaking, I have found that you cannot beat an EX when it unlocks. Okay. You have to wait until you're a few stages further. But in the meantime, it's happy to eat up some of your hearts for you. Right. And keep you from playing more and wanting to spend more money on the game. See, and that, that structure, I hate that structure. That's just <laughs> dumb. Don't and make I, me pay to play your game other than like a one-time cost. That's dumb. And I think that the cash shop is missing a couple of really critical items. One is there's no way to increase how many hearts you can store. Mm-hmm. One, there's no way to completely negate the heart system, which I don't blame them for. They're looking for the big old white whales that will dump hundreds of dollars into this. Why is it only white people that they're targeting? 
Oh, is that not what that means? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. A whale is someone who is willing to spend a lot of money on a free-to-play game. Yeah. What about so. the white whale? They're even bigger spenders. Uh, but, and other rarer whales. Yes. Is the idea. Oh, okay. So, I mean... I think between the 30-minute recharge and the lack of the ability to store additional hearts, they've kind of rolled a critical fail on their cash shop. Critical fail. And I'm not even going to touch upon the prices because each individual person's level of acceptability on on a price point is so variable. I, I don't know. I've kind of gotten to the point where I play enough of these games that if I, I kind of feel like if I've put a significant amount of time into it, then it's worth it to throw down a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, you guys made a good game. It's free, so I'm going to give you a little bit of money to show you that I appreciate the fact that you made a good game. I don't want to give these folks any money, though. Right now, I am not ready to spend money on... I just feel like they're not handling it well. Right. If only Alice Wilkinson was here to tell us what she thought about Pokemon <laughs> Shuffle. Pokemon, Pokemon what? Pokemon, Pokemon Shuffle. Shuffle. It's the free-to-play Pokemon that came out this week. It's like I... Jose. <laughs> She's looking it up like, oh, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, no, well, I mean, I've heard looks, of it. Well, Don't Alice get me looks wrong, it up. But... Um, oh, shoot. I had a point that I was going to say. Oh, I've lost it now. You were not. You right. talk about how you weren't given the money. Oh. So my concern is that Nintendo is going to have to be really, 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 really careful really. how they filter the feedback they get about this. And I'm going to sound really snobby for a minute, but I think that they need to listen a lot less to the feedback of people who have never played a free to play game and don't want to ever play a free to play game. And who give feedback like it sucks because it's a free to play game. I think the fact that it's free to play is what's killing this game. It was designed around free to play rather than around being fun. Okay. So ah. Uh, See, I think the puzzle. We come from two different spaces. If you don't enjoy the puzzle mechanic, I can see completely your point of view, Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love the puzzle mechanics, right. and I think the problem isn't the format or function of the game. It's how they handled the format and function of the game. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I really hope that they bring in a couple, you know, I really hope that they take some serious critical feedback. They're not going to do any of that. They're going to move on to the next project. Mm. I hope going forward, they listen to critical feedback from people who are like, okay, this is my jam. And I'm telling you, these are the things you did wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this game isn't perfect. It's got issues. Like capital I issues. So I'm not saying this is the best game ever and everybody should go play it and then part of me will like go deep throat Nintendo. That's not how it works. The game has flaws. If they fixed it, the game would be way better. It's just not bad as it is right now. Well, speaking of fixing games, Wheels in the chat thinks, hey, they should have retconned Tingle out of Majora's Mask. <laughs> Why? Oh, are you a Tingle fan? I'm not a Tingle fan. I'm just not a Tingle hater. What about you, Alice? Tingle fan or Tingle hater? 
Don't care. Don't care. Two people who don't give a crap about Tingle. Right. He, he gives me very nice maps. Did we get the Tingle? Didn't Tingle have his own game at some point? Yeah, but we didn't get it. Only we didn't Europe get it? did. Oh. So Alice got it. Mm-hmm. And didn't play it. Mm-hmm. Of course I didn't play it. All right. Well, Alice, we've been talking about what we've been playing, and everyone really likes to hear about your missile delivery. So what have you been doing this week? Uh, well, that kind of implies I've actually been you know, able to do missile deliveries. I've been quite busy this week oh. doing other stuff. Um, well, I mean, see, the, missile deliveries is just, well, I don't know. It's it's a thing that impo- involves careful planning, care. Just but it's to make such sure an important that- service to the community. No, I know. But I don't that's think why you we... should be skipping on that. I think. Well, you should no, be... but that's also why we can't half-ass it either. All right, all right. You know, it's it's an important service that should be delivered precisely and cleanly, with no loose ends or cloaky tengus or anything like that. Mm. Or sorry, no, it's cloaky proteuses. Always assume that every wormhole system you go into has twenty cloaky proteuses in. It makes your life a lot easier. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, and if you see a procurer on D scan, or if you see if you get visual range on a procurer, it's almost always bait. Oh, all right. People just don't just leave. put put procurers down in the middle of like risky, spooky space. So have you all been and- finding people are are teaming up to kind of bait you guys out? Uh, that has happened. <laughs> um, well, I mean, not us specifically. The thing about the the the, the sole procurer is it often is uh, bait for for precisely people like us. The sole procurer, for people who don't know, a procurer is like a mining ship. And yeah, so it's a mining ship. It, you, it's like what it's like that would be considered the jackpot of what Alice is looking for in one of these systems to go and and uh, troll with the with the missile deliveries. So. Just seeing it out there, it's it it is too good to be true, is what you're saying. Yeah, like. basically, the, it, it it's almost as a, it's it's like the old saying: "There's no such thing as a free lunch." <laughs> yeah, uh, except when there is, and obviously the that one guy that I did shoot was had only been in the game for two days. So there you go. <laughs> two days and he had a procurer in wormhole space. No, no, it was two days and he had a venture in Losec, oh, okay. AFK mining, no all less. Right, all right. Um. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Yeah, that's a bad idea. In Losec, yeah, yeah. In Two days sec, in the we... game. Don't go to Losec. What are you doing? <laughs> well, no. I mean, by all means, go to Losec, but <laughs> at least understand the risks of doing so. Go, go I mean, to Losec I... so you can be blown up by Alice. <laughs> I uh, I went to Nullsec in I think my first week. I still haven't I've... traveled to Nullsec. I'm like, I ain't no way. <laughs> But this was a long time before, um, like, the entry systems were, like, heavily blobbed kill zones. So, um... So is that what people yeah. do now? They just kind of camp, like, the gateways to Nullsec and just... Well, Head GP, like, the most, one of the most famous Nullsec entry systems is the Keber's Head GP entry, which is in the sort of south region. Um, which links uh, the Amar space to catch, mm-hmm. and um, it's I, th- I think it's one of the more famous um, uh, Nullsec entry systems, just because of how long its uh, like connection is. And um, back when I was engaging in Nullsec stuff, which was back in two thousand and five and two thousand and six, you normally would expect to see a gate camp somewhere in that region. Um, most of the time that I passed through there, I was usually able to avo- either avoid an existing camp or there just wasn't, you know, I passed through the, when there wasn't a gate camp there. 
Um, and uh, these days, however, HeadGP is used as a staging system for um, the Hero Coalition, which consists mostly of brave newbies who are um, like the premier, hey, if you're new to EVE, come to Nullsec, like on your first day sort of thing. Oh, great. And they, they, they take in, their, their recruiting requirements is anyone with a pulse. <laughs> do you have a pulse why why n if you if answer y you can apply mm-hmm. sort of thing they will take literally anyone um and they are allied with uh test or test alliance please ignore uh which is largely largely staffed from the eve subreddit so it's the reddit alliance basically mm-hmm. um and they basically if they 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 hold sovereignty in uh, catch and they they blob that system quite heavily because it's a staging system for them. Um, when it, well, like for example, in two thousand and five, there was no station in Head GP; none had been built. Um, but now there is actually a uh, the, the, um, there is a player owned station in, in Head GP, which gives them a, a dock up point that allows them to store ships and other stuff hmm. like in that area, um, which means it can be a little bit difficult to get into Nullsec from there. And uh, the way we do it on um, Black Ops operations is uh, station in a nearby low sec system and then bridge into null sec because it allows us to bypass gate camps. Oh. So by bridge, I mean um, one of the things that Black Ops battleships can do is they can open a covert ops uh, jump bridge, which basically allows um, them to link to a distant system without using a Stargate and then jump other vessels through it. So, um, yeah, it basically serves as a sort of one-way one-way jump into NullSec that allows us to bypass gate, jump, uh, gate camps. Very useful. So, And you get to drop on people. That's, that's, that's the best part about the Black, Black Ops. Is oh, yeah? You know, what you do is you send a, a kind of reasonably heavily tanked ship and you basically that that ship then roams around looking for brawls. And then when it when it is engaged by a suitable uh force, um the hunter what's known as the hunter killer drops a covert ops cynosural field, the black ops bridges to that field and then drops fifteen stealth bombers on top of the Oh, uh, delightful. Those, yeah. <laughs> So basically, it's always a case of, yeah, okay, you know, you see a, I don't know, a Drake or a Myrmidon out in Nullsec, and you're just like, oh, hey, it's Nullsec, I can shoot them. And then suddenly 15 stealth bombers suddenly uncloak and, and ruin your day. That's the fun of Black Ops. So, yeah. I think I have done a Myrmidon. A, I've done a couple of those. Oh. They are quite fun. Sometimes though, the, 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 the trick then is actually getting out of Nullsec, because the, the bridge is one way. Um, and there has been, I think, one instance of where someone accidentally jumped the Black Ops ship rather than bridging, which yeah. was then which was then subsequently destroyed at the cost of about uh, one point one billion isk or something. Hmm. Those things aren't cheap. Those things aren't cheap. <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd like to skill to one myself, but the training time for a for a widow, which I think is the one I'm closest to, is still something like ninety days. So. And they're very expensive. I don't think I can afford one either. But you didn't do any of that this week. I did very little, Eve. I was mostly updating my skill plans, buying some other ships to do other things that aren't torpedo deliveries with, because, you know, I've got to fund this stuff somehow. Yeah. Um, and finishing Shadows of Mordor. 
Oh, look at that. You I actually game. finished a game. You fi it's been a while. So, um, I think I've mentioned... I know I've talked about Shadow of Mordor previously, but yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. So. I need to go finish that. Yeah, it's like I'm, I've never been, never been particularly interested in Lord of the Rings, but hey, congratulations, Monolith. You made me interested in Lord of the Rings. Maybe a lot of people interested in Lord of the Rings. So... Who go. knew? It just took Assassin's Creed and um, Batman combat. Yep. So, hey. Well, thank you, Alice. Uh, with all that, I think it's on time for us to do uh, feedback. And we have a phone call today. Let's see if I can cue that up here. Matt from Texas called us in. If you'd like to leave phone calls yourself, it's 608-729-4098. Just want to remind you how to do that. 608-729-4098. Your voice call will be right here on the show. Like this one. Hey, it's Matt. I'll let y'all's game of the year uh, podcast. That was pretty good. I kind of noticed how, Chris, you were a little bit more loose and kind of wild in that show than you were on your uh, regular RPG cast. Um, I'm going to say one thing about Alex. You're, you've got like kind of uncanny memory when it comes to uh, producers and directors and, and different people who work on different games and companies. And I think that's pretty cool because a lot of times when it comes to the things of, I think art kind of comes from a certain person and it kind of bleeds over. So that's that's kind of important to me too. So Alright, well my game of the year, shoot, I don't even know when I I, I guess I wanna say tell the video too. I don't really have anything else to pick, but Alright. Keep it on guys. And gals. Allison, uh yeah, bye bye. So there you go. Thank you, Matt. Um Thanks for the com compliments about the uh, Game of the Year podcast. Uh, I hope people enjoyed that last week. And additionally, um, points out that uh, Alex Fuller has a good memory, apparently. And, uh, yeah, I have noticed that as well. But the most interesting, he said his Game of the Year was Tales of Exilia 2, which I'm pretty sure that had I brought that up on that podcast, and I think we did bring it up in that podcast, that would not have been a shared opinion by anybody. Um Alice, what were your feelings on Tales of Exilia 2? Uh, I quite liked it. You liked it? Okay. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people are saying it was nowhere near as good as Tales of Exilia, and to the point where it was I, bad. I, I, think I, I think I actually enjoyed it more than the original. Whoa. Controversial opinions. Right. Yeah, well. Maybe I just like Ludger as a character. Hmm. I mean, you know, as, as kind of personalityless as he was sometimes due to the whole decision thing. It was, I don't know. No, that's fine. That's uh, that's fine. Alex isn't here to defend himself, so uh, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right, thanks for the feedback. Uh, there's nothing in the forums other than one person who I need to connect with, Jay Scarp, so I can play some Monster Hunter with you. I don't... Trust me, I didn't forget about you. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, it's the one night I spent doing online stuff, I was just doing randoms, and now I realize I need to hook up with you. I need to hook up with Wheels, too. I think he's listening to this. Wheels! Let's let's hook up, do Monster Hunter somehow. What are you snarling about? What did, somebody was snarling. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, 
With that, let's get into the news. Beep, 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 beep. Yay. Do you have a... Uh, you don't have a MMO in a minute for us, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So in that case, I'll start off with the biggest story of the week. Yes, everybody, the new Pokemon, the new crack, the new digital experience of drugs is coming to the U.S. That's right. Yokai Watch is coming out of Japan and is coming over to America with, with a team-up of Hasbro and Level 5. That's right. This is like the next Pokemon. This is this is what you do. The, the kids are crazy about it over in the Japan. You know what? They, they're looking for yokai watches. They buy the watches, and then they need these tokens that do something with the... I don't know how this works. Does anybody know how this works? Because I don't know. So you get a watch, and then you you can see the yokai that may be haunting people within the town. That's how it works in the game. And then in the real life, I think you need some sort of capsules or, or tokens for your watch or something. Does anybody know how this works? And it works with the game? I don't know. All I know is it, it is involves a game, it involves toys to buy, it involves things that go out of stock and you can't get enough of, and that yeah, it's coming here. So it can join the ranks of Skylanders, but combined with the kid appeal of Pokemon, well, I guess Skylanders has kid appeal too, huh? <laughs> What's going on, Anna? I'm laughing at you. Don't oh, I laugh guess at Skylanders me. has kid appeal. I guess. Well, guess? I think of it as something my wife's into. <laughs> Fine. So that I don't know much about Yokai Watch other than it the people on eight four play have a lot of trouble getting all the piece the things that they want for it because they're always sold out. So um that's all I know. Alice, you know more about Yokai Watch? I knew as much as you do. Alright. Well good good luck everybody. Oh, and of course there's anime comic books, music, and uh you know, all sorts of tie ins, so telling you it's gonna be big get ready for it get ready for it give that or it just won't it won't catch on hot here because it says yokai and that's too foreign for people as opposed to pokemon which is totally the type zero trailer has subtitles now um so you can watch it we got up on our site and that's uh that's all i that's really all the news there is there it's a new type zero trailer now well not new but it has subtitles in english so but still japanese voiceover um and they're very clear in the beginning hey hey hold on the final version will have english voiceover too so don't be thinking uh that it's not going to and the trailer opens with somebody not doing so well and uh yeah goes from there so you could go watch that on our site uh, who's into Type Zero? Anybody? Kitten. Kitten's into Type Zero. Kitten. I don't. Hey, I like. I hey, I'm thinking of getting it at some point. Well, we're getting it just because it says Final Fantasy in the title, and I kind of consider that my duty to get those games and talk about them on the show. But I have no idea, really, what it's like at all. Because the trailer's just like um, a bunch of school kids upset and killing things. So, like, well, we'll see what that's like. Um, all right, well, whatever. Edge of Eternity, we talked about it last week. I I went ahead and uh, and backed it, and we've got a full story about Edge of Eternity on our website now. Um, and they've got a demo up, actually, so you can download the demo and see if you like it. Um, so it's right there on their Kickstarter page. So go check that out. That is a uh, science fiction and fantasy-style JRPG thing that they're working on kickstarting. So Edge of Eternity, go check that out. Other Kickstarter news, Telepath Tactics. Um, has been delayed. So if you back that, um, it's going to be pushed to April 16th. 
um, and uh, more to come, I'm sure, on that as we get closer to April. There's a demo of Codename Steam on the eShop. Has anybody played it? No. I've downloaded it, but I haven't played it. I need to do that. Uh, we got a new video up of it. Uh, you can talk about uh, President Lincoln uh, sending the steam units. You can watch him do that in the video. Um, and then, what is there? So that's just a new trailer. So go check that out if you want to see that on our site. Hand of Fate is now out. Um, did we mention this? Let's see. That's the... Uh, oh, no, I don't think so. So this is the one where, like, at the beginning, the a bunch of cards are dealt, and it determines what sort of... Um, Monsters and stuff are going to be in the dungeon, and it's a roguelike, and then you go in and take on, try and take on the uh, 13 bosses. I don't know how it works, but it's some sort of combination of deck builder and roguelike. And so that sounds intriguing, but it's 25 bucks, so I'm not going to take a chance on that. I want to hear see some reviews. Um, I don't have access to a preview build, so hopefully somebody on RP Gamer does, and we'll have some more coverage for that soon. Um yeah, so like, so here's the little paragraph because it sounds intriguing. So I'm gonna read this to you. Players are given a dungeon layout according to the encounter cards drawn by the dealer, with a boss waiting at the end. These encounters come in non-combat and combat forms. Non-combat encounters give players a choice in how to react to a situation, with their choice affecting their possessions or attributes. Meanwhile, combat encounters send the player into a 3D realm where they must fight in real time against the monsters drawn from the dealer's deck using whatever equipment. They may have managed to collect in theirs, uh, in their decks. So that's good. Uh, let's see. So what do you think, guys? No? Yes? Nobody knows. Okay. Nobody wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds cool to have deck building and and that at the same time. So, all right. Well, whatever. So go, that's out does on Steam like, right does now. does sound like your kind of thing. It does, doesn't it? So... We'll see if we go somewhere with that. Um, I found out there was an eShop game that's all about cards and leveling them up that's free on the Wii U that, that came out in December. And like for 8 bucks, you can unlock it. It's like something of Lacadian or something like that. And it's got like people who work on Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles My Life as a King, which that's intriguing to me. But yeah, Lucadian Chronicles. So if you forgot about that, go check that out because that looks interesting. It's free on the eShop to try and then 8 bucks to unlock it and there's no free-to-play stuff. So that's good. Uh, so I might check that out later. Let's see. Oh, May looks to be the date when Devil Survivor 2 comes out. Uh, we talked about last, that last week, didn't we? I'm sorry. That's a repeat. It's just now on our site. So, Oh, and we got a trailer up on our site. So you can go check that out. See the Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker trailer. So go check that out. Um, to eShop game. No. <laughs> Sorry. Said that wrong. Um, we'll get to the eShop stuff later. First off, Oceanhorn, which was a mobile game on iOS. Uh, it's a Zelda-style adventure. Had like Umatsu music and stuff in it. Um, it is coming to Steam for 15 bucks, which is like twice as much as it was on iOS. Um, but it should look really pretty on Steam. Uh, it's You explore dungeons. You fight monsters. It's a Zelda game. <laughs> It's called Oceanhorn, Monster of the of Uncharted Seas, and uh, let's see, when's it coming? March 17th, so less than a month away, you can go check out Oceanhorn on Steam. So um, I have to figure out if I'm going to buy the Steam version or just go finish it on iOS at some point, because it looks really good. Uh, I've played a little bit of it, but it hasn't caught me yet, so maybe I won't bother. 
I don't know. Nobody else can help me. All right. I have to make decisions for myself. And my first decision is to talk about Adventure Bar. It's on 3DS now. We talked in the past that it was coming. It is now out, and it's uh, 6 bucks. and you go get it on the U.S. eShop. Don't know when it's come to Europe, but it's coming to Europe. And so you could do Adventure Bar stuff on your 3DS and run a, a place where adventurers come to stock up on items. And run that business and send them off to hopefully be successful in their journeys. Uh, let's see. We got a new tactical. We got a new tactical RPG coming on. Uh, let's see. What's this on? So iOS and Android from Square Enix. That's right. You've been waiting for the new Square Enix game, right? And you were hoping it would be an iOS title, right? And tell me, that's what you thought, right? No. All right. It's free to play. Woo! That's. I'm just. I'm just piling on the words that are making you excited. I can tell by your silence that you're just stunned. It's got microtransactions. Yeah! <laughs> it's called Heaven Strike Rivals. It's currently in open beta in Australia, Canada, Ireland, Thailand, Singapore, Malaysia, and Indonesia. <laughs> Is that like where they beta games and all those places? Huh? I missed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pay attention. Oh, yeah. It's, all, it's like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, Singapore, right? And Thailand. Yeah. They're all English-speaking nations. Okay. With cultures, ha ha ha, similar to the U.S. Sure, just like, sure. <laughs> okay. That's so, what they tell you. <laughs> Sorry. So, if, <laughs> so if you go and um and and download the game on the Canadian App Store, you can play it right now. Yeah, I mean, you want to do that, you can do it. Yep. Uh, so let's see, how's this work? Uh, Mediatonic is the UK developer. So it's not really a Square Enix joke or a Square Enix joint. They're just publishing it, I guess. Uh, let's see. Japan's Yumiru Corporation is also helping develop the game. And they're fight- uh, you play as people fighting as- against monsters. It's tactical. But we already heard it's all crazy free-to-play. So I don't know if it's going to be any good. Uh, we got a video up. You can check it out and decide if you want to log into your Canadian App Store account and download it. Otherwise... Uh, you know, just uh, chill out and wait and or, for some reviews and decide, do I really want to get into a Square Enix free-to-play game? Because, uh, no. <laughs> Anna, do you want this? Mm. Mm? You like Terra Battle? That's free-to-play. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, let's see. Hey, someone joined the show. Long time, long time missing from RPG cast ranks. I think we've got Emmanuel Marino. How's it going? Hey, Manny. How are What's you? I've I'm been... cool, man. How about you? I'm Aww. cool. I got my new 3DS. I'm playing Monster Hunter. What's Manny been up to? Uh, playing games, man. Yeah. It's amazing. When you don't talk about games, you actually go out there and you play them. Well, that's good. So you, you let me see. I'm let me look at my list. Last time I was on was like what November or something? Yeah, late like November. That. It seems like forever. Although let me see. Sort. Well, I happen to be awake, killing time. So let me see. From since December, I have finished what nine games. That's not bad for me. No, Considering some years that was all I did. So let's see. I finished off Warhammer 40k Space Marine. 
Tomb Raider, The Darkness 2, Titanfall, Advanced Warfare, Rage, Tom Clancy's Spinosaur Blacklist, Skyrim, and Dying Light. And I also played whoa, 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 The Witcher whoa, whoa, Wild whoa, whoa. Hunt. Back up there, buddy. You played through Dying Light? Oh, back up there, man. I said Witcher Wild Hunt, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the new one, isn't it? Yeah, it's not even out yet. It's not out yet. How'd you finish that? Didn't finish. I said play, and I ah, played. Okay, you played it. Okay. Yeah, man, out of all those ones that, like, pull the brakes on, pull the brakes on, on Wild wanna, Hunt, I, not I, Dying Light. No, I want to pull the, uh, You going back to uh, a uh, Dead Island game would be crazy, I would think, at this point. Uh, did you just play Dying Light, or did you actually get into it and finish it? I finished the whole thing. Played oh the whole gosh. thing. It's so as they, you're I'm okay running with something. I'm gonna write something up for RP Gamer soonish. I'm still working on it. Have you and the Dead Island franchise uh, recovered? You're okay with it? Uh, you reconciled? I don't. I don't want to get two reviews before the. No. How about this? If you have any questions, ask me some questions. I'll be more than happy to answer anything you got. Oh, does this game suck like De- uh, Dead Island does? Uh, no, okay. it doesn't suck. <laughs> Do I have any questions? I want to know if you liked it better than the first one. That's my well, question. If the question is, all, if the only question is, do I think it's a better game than Dead Island? Yes, it is a better game than okay. Dead Island. All right. I look forward to your write-up. No, right. no, um, ask anything else. I'm totally open book oh, right now. No, no, because I actually want to ask you more about The Witcher now. Because <laughs> you're right. That's much more interesting. All right, Witcher 3. What can you talk about? Everything I saw and played. All right. So I played about three hours of the game. So the intro and then the first starting area. And then I got jumped ahead like 15 hours and I got to see another new area as well. Did you play as the other character? No. Okay. Oh, uh, just so you know, playing as Siri isn't like some... It's not like playing as Catwoman in the game, like in Batman Arkham Knight or something like that. Or unlocking a new character at the start of the game. Uh, the Siri moments are meant to highlight sort of Siri's plight or, Siri, or or what's going on with her as she's being chased by the Wild Hunt or just okay. sort, of, sort of these quick gl- glimpses into her world and what's going on with her. And it's more it's more meant like a, this sort of narrative and story punctuation, sort of this amping up of why you care about – you know, I'm sure a lot of people sort of get sidetracked when they're playing these open world games. So when you reach a certain person in the story, you remember, oh, right, this is what I'm fighting for. This is what she's going through. I need I need to get to her before the you know, you, that kind of stuff. So, if you if you thought you're going to be like exploring on horseback as Siri, that's probably not the case. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Um, have you played? Oh, so, it, what platform were you playing on? I was playing on an Xbox One. Okay. Um, the combat similar to the last ones or is it like really different i don't know uh like i said in my impression i went into this completely cold okay just i have no experience with the books i have no experience with the games oh which i thought you played the other considering two. Okay. how yeah. long i've been covering yeah. cd project <laughs> witcher i didn't realize that all right uh then uh what stood out to you most um what stood out to me most was how much of a it if I had this weird sense when I was playing. I was like, "Wait a minute, is Geralt just a, a, a high, a low fantasy detective?" Because most of the time I spent was like really just digging into clues, asking questions, figuring stuff out, and and it was he was always sort of monologuing something in his head. It's like, "Ah, yes, these tracks they have to be from this." 
Hmm. Or I go around someone like in one quest, uh, someone burned down a dwarf's uh, forge. You know, because everyone's apparently in that world, everyone's super racist and on humans. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, they asked me, "Hey, if you." I'm like, oh, I'll go find out who the arsonist is. So I used my Witcher vision. I looked for clues. I saw a trail of blood. I followed the trail of blood to the guy. I went up to the guy and said, hey, are you the one? Of course you are. You're bleeding. And the guy mm-hmm. wanted to start a fight with me or bribe me. Instead, I used my Jedi mind trick, force power axie on him. And I sort of hexed him to come back to the scene of the crime. And then he was confronted. And then he was, you know, I'm not going to say what happens. But so... There were a lot of moments uh, where the game would stop and I would start using my Witcher powers to investigate a scene or see what happened here. Follow the trail to the monster. You have Batman vision? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's Witcher vision is Batman vision. All right. So it either highlights things you can pick up in the environment or clues, like straight up clues or like little magnifying glass. Jeez. <laughs> He's a detective. It's like Geralt is a straight up detective. Right. Like even – it's it is even it seems like even if you're hunting like a monster. I, mean, I didn't get to fight this one because it really is like that expansive that I I missed a major side quest that everyone else got to play. Even though I was doing nothing but stuff, busy, 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 wasn't killing any time. But I still missed this big side quest. But apparently, to even kill this ghost creature, you have to figure out like what are its weaknesses or like why it's still tied to the mortal coil. Blah 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 blah. So you gotta you know you gotta investigate why this this spirit is tormented. The source of its torment, how to purify it, and then maybe you can finally kill it and rid and uh, cleanse the area of it. Same thing with the griffin I was hunting. First, I went up to the griffin's nest and I figured out, okay, this griffin was part of a pair. Oh, okay. Uh, it's ang- it's, it, everyone's angry. So oh, were you doing this. the quest with the thing in the tree? What um, tree? Oh, okay, never mind. That, the one they showed after the griffin hunt at E3. So I was wondering if you had played through that same section. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah. You didn't but deal with of, like the three ladies or anything, right? Are those like the the, the dead ladies? Yeah, they're like yeah. That's the one I completely missed because I was doing other stuff. Oh, okay. I mean, it's that big that I just in the starting area it was just explode. Every there were question marks all over my map. There was I had tons of stuff to do. That's okay. You got to see the stuff they didn't. Maybe. I will say this though. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a pretty good sign when you're playing a game and it's like three hours isn't enough time. Sort of just went by yeah. too quickly. Yeah. And I will say this, as someone who didn't know anything about The Witcher going in, uh, they did it. I got I gleaned a lot through context. And uh, I just realized, okay, there's this faction, there's a war going on, I'm in a war-torn place. I'm learning, I, sort of, I like how they respect you enough to let you, if you want to know more, there's enough resources, like, you can talk to people, you can ask questions about the past, I'm sure. Sh- but really, if you just play the game as a beginner, you can glean, glean enough and you can, as you go on, you'll learn more. Cool. Um, combat, I'm sure you're curious about. Um, I remember people said you have to dodge roll. I, I, I will say this. I, I, I felt like I was beginning to understand it by the time I was done and sort of getting a grasp on it. And as I started using more of the tools at my disposal, like magic spells, blocking, parrying, uh, all that kind of stuff – I feel like, okay, I see what I'm mean. I have to use everything at my disposal to be the most effective. But I, I guess some one of the criticisms that they, a lot of people were rolling around, jumping all the time, somersaulting, it made, every, it made them all dizzy. I wasn't necessarily doing that, but mm, it, it's fine. Let me just say that. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> all right. It's fine, it's fine now. now. It's fine now. It's fine now. Right. It's fine now. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine now. All right. Cool. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm glad you were here to tell us about that. So Witcher Hunt, Wild Hunt, looking awesome. Um, I have another question for you. What's up? Why aren't you playing Monster Hunter 4 with me? Um, because I do not own a new 3DS. Well, or an old 3DS. Yeah, or a Vita. Oh, Manny, Manny, it's so fun, and I'm missing you. Ah. Uh, so you know any more questions about Dying Light at all? That's a relatively uh, recent game I could talk about. Is it well? All right. Um, is it too long? Yes, okay. absolutely. All right, that's I've heard that complaint. Um, is there anything? What do they do? Do we even cover Dying Light? Absolutely. Oh, okay. So, what do they do to set it apart from the the earlier games in the series? Like, what are the improvements? Well, if you remember, the earlier there really was only one. There was Dying, there was Dead Island, and then there was that rushed sequel by a yeah. B team called Riptide, right? Which is sort of like a, a side B story. And then oh, there okay. was the there was that really bad one that's sort of like an event third person adventure game or something, right? So this is uh for all this is pretty much is Dead Island two minus the name, okay? Because remember, uh, what was it Deep Silver took them off the team and put someone else on it? To make the sequel, um, yes. So this, so this is the actual people mid Dead Islands sequel. So, um, what makes it different is just really the traversal, just uh, running around, jumping your uh, grappling hook. Well, which you get way too late in the game, mm-hmm. but uh, it's just it's just movement, and it's a better game overall. I mean, it's it's it looks better, it plays better. I think someone I, I don't know who said this, but it, I think they, they encapsulated the game perfectly. Is that moments of brilliance in a sea of tedium? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not look. It's not a bad. No, I'm just processing that. That's a that's a wonderful piece of writing there. <laughs> because there are moments like when I get to like when I'm in the second city and I have my grappling hook and I'm just sort of running across a rooftop and I jump off. And I aim my grappling hook anywhere I want to, and I just sort of zip across, or I'm or I'm running, and I use my grappling hook to zip to the ground quickly without taking fall damage, and I throw a couple of grenades or maybe chop a few people's heads off, then run up to a corner because I see a big guy coming at me, throw up my grappling hook again, zip up to the top, and like get away. I mean, it's beautiful. That's fantastic. And imagine doing that with like three other people, all of you like like crazy Batman with your grappling hooks running around with like bladed weapons that are on fire. There are moments of brilliance in this game, but the problem is, is that, is that sort of that feeling you get when you kill your 50th zombie is the exact same feeling you get when you kill your 10,000th zombie. (laughs) Okay. Wait, that that makes it sound good. That makes it sound like it's still fresh at that point. No. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness, no. Um like it's, it's not a bad game and it's more fun when you have people with you. That's for damn sure. And the nighttime mechanics are interesting but like god, after a while it's like I almost kind of wish the that the first half of the game they like they took on maybe like 6 or 7 8 hours from the first half and they sort of made this more tightly compact like 12 to 15 hour game and half of it's in the slums and the other half is in the city or better yet more in the city because the city was great there was so many they needed to give you that grappling hook so much sooner because as soon as i like right about the time i was just getting so sick of schlepping my dumb ass across the map over and over again because i need to go collect this 
Someone wants me to do, deliver that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, come the off on. Mm-hmm. So then finally you get to the next city. And yeah. the best part about that is that it's, it's an actual city and there's actual things to divert. So the best part is like in, in the city, you almost never have to touch the ground. You never have to touch the ground and you have the grappling hook. But then hopefully if you chose that on the skill tree, <laughs> you didn't all your SOL, son. But um, I feel like a lot – to make sort of a compelling skill tree, I think they put a lot of stuff – that would have made the game fun straight off the bat, like needlessly buried in menus, you know? Sort of like, remember in The Witcher 2, I keep on hearing people said you have to pay like the Witcher combat taxes and leveling. Like, oh, now you can parry. <laughs> now you can parry from all sides. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, wait, why are those things I should I have to select from a skill tree? Those should be in the combat immediately so I can start learning them. Not like, but anyway. There's... It's okay. It's okay. I, I honestly don't know if I would have – if I didn't – if I wasn't going to pl- write something about this for RP Gamer, I really don't know if I would have even got to the second city to be honest with you. Yeah. All right. That's more what I was expecting. But at the same time, if like – let's say you were playing this and like I had maybe a couple other people from RP Gamer playing with me, I'm sure we would have had a, a lot more fun. And it Manny, been a real there are boost. games I would love to play with you. This is not one of them. <laughs> it's like this. Don't get me wrong though. Like fundamentally, they fixed pretty much all the problems that Island had. If there was a complaint or a problem you had about that island, they fundamentally fixed it. Unless your complaint was that killing zombies over the course of like 20 hours, 20 to 30 hours, 40 hours if you're trying to do everything and all the side quests. After a certain point, I just said, no more side quests. I'm done. <laughs> done. But like legitimately, if, if you kind of get the idea of killing like 20,000 zombies sort of gets boring after a while, mm-hmm. there's nothing to save you from that. All but right. at the same time, if you want to run around – Jump, jumping over zombies' heads, climbing up buildings, using your grappling hook to zip around, chopping zombies' heads off, doing it with three friends. I mean, there's fun to be had there for sure. Okay. There's definitely fun to be had there. I think these are games, you know, these are the kind of games that are probably the hardest to write about or even talk about. You know, those ones right dab in the middle, though they're not terrible games, they're not great games. They have a lot of problems, they have a lot of pros. So I was like, well, let's, let's sit down and talk about this for like an hour. <laughs> and I'll list what's good about it and I'll list what's bad about it. Mm. But it's better than that island for sure. So if you like that island. You're going to really like- be excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, some people did. I, I, there are quite a few people. I know Brad Shoemaker is one of those crazy guys who loved that island. Loved, loved it. Yeah. So... I have one more question for you. Go for it. Do you know anything about Yokai Watch? Um, it's um, it's ghosts. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> that 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 tells me what I need to know about your knowledge level of Yokai Watch. All right. So we were doing the news, um, but then Manny came in, and now Alex Fuller has come in. Oh, briefly. Oh, briefly. I might I might have to disappear in a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Then we have one question for you. We had a phone call come in saying from, from Matt from Texas, and he said his game of the year was Tales of Exilia 2. And I have to ask okay. you, how wrong is he? Um, quite wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alice said she also loved Tales of Exilia 2, more so than Tales of Exilia 1. Isn't that right, Alice? 
<laughs> you like Tales of Exilia 2 more than Tales of Exilia 1, correct? Probably. Okay. How wrong is Alice, Alex? Quite wrong. Quite wrong. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Chris, why are you trying wrong? to start some beef over I, here? I really am trying to start some beef. Alex, tell them why they're wrong. Uh, <laughs> you don't even want to think about that game. No. I, in, in theory, there's things about it that are quite a bit better. In theory. Yeah. But it, it plays a lot differently to Tales things, so that might be part of it. So you're not getting a traditional Tales thing game in, in there. Okay. In so much as sort of just how everything is structured. I mean, you're, you're still getting the Tales battle system and everything, so that's fine. But, yeah. What, do they not I'm have enough events the, I'm guessing that's the way it's structured. Sorry? Do they not have enough events or something? I'm trying to think of what makes a Tales game. And it's like weird battle system where you're running around smacking A all the time. Um, really long story where... Things twist and turn seventy times before it's yeah, done. Now, yeah, it's and, still got that. And the tw- the events story. things where you click on things and have little cutscenes without voice acting. Yeah. That's the the main way is sort of how the story structures and how you're sort of getting from place to place. So you sort of rather than going on the journey, you're sort of going back and forth between the main place. Let's say. I really didn't like the story. So okay, so that's, that's what it is. The main right. thing. That's slightly the main difference. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the story in Dying Light was kind of dumb, too. <laughs> I don't know that you come to that game for the story, Manny. Do you? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and Troy Baker was Troy Bakering it up in that one. Oh, was he? Okay, I actually need to leave again. Okay, bye, Alex. Bye, Thanks Alex. for stepping in. I'll be on the call. If you're still going when I'm back, I'll, keep, I'll come back. But bye, we'll see. <laughs> Wait. Is Power Lord saying there's something wrong with me because I don't have a 3DS or a Vita? Yes. Power Lord thinks that you have made a mistake by not picking up one of those systems, yes. <laughs> What's the mistake? I don't have one more thing in my house to collect dust? Uh, no, you can't play Monster Hunter with your friends. I probably wasn't going to anyway. Manny. That's mean. We've been playing iOS Monster Hunter and having great fun. Now we could play it on a system that is like designed for it and has buttons wait if you buy the right one it's designed for it hey keep in mind i i had the circle pad pro so i was ready even without the new 3ds uh no actually uh they have a lock-on feature now so you're um that simplifies things greatly Um, cool 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 have you done your review of the new 3ds a review yeah, um, you're on you're on podcast review. I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I don't both you and Anna have one, right? Did yeah. we do a review, Anna? Um, I, I think I said, well, <laughs> you don't need one right now unless you're... All right, uh, so all right. let's pretend. Your, no, I don't know. Well, it's true. It. I don't know anything about this. So what's your opinion? New 3DS, better than the original? Better than the original. Yep, absolutely better. And the 3D is way more usable. Right, so that's my big thing is yeah. my hands shake. So I couldn't really use the 3D on the old 3DS because I couldn't keep it in the sweet spot. And the other thing is, is it's way lighter. Mm. The, the weight difference is palpable. And that's really important to me. Um, two or three, I also like um, that they have moved the game card over from the middle of the system 
because I tend to put a finger or fingers there to help support the system in my hands. Yeah, but now they've put the power button on the side of the system, and it's possible to turn the power power off accidentally. Um, so now that's you're been wa- a problem for you and not for me. So now you're you're way less likely to accidentally pop the cartridge out while you're playing and losing progress, but you might turn it off accidentally. So <laughs> if you are used to using fingers on the side of the bottom of the 3DS, mm-hmm. you're going to have issues because that's where your it. power button and your yeah. cartridge is. Yeah. But, but uh, that's not a problem for me. Yeah. So the 3DS is way better. That camera nub it does its job fine in Monster Hunter, even though it's a little nub. Camera nub? Yeah. You mean the C-stick? No, it's not a C-stick. It's a nubbin. It's like a ThinkPad nub more, more than anything. So um, it... And it does its job, but don't don't oversell it. It's it's no C stick. Um, let's see. Um, what else? It plays nice music. It People say nice it's louder. Bef- yeah, it's definitely louder. Oh oh, you can lock the system into mute now, and they put the in, the volume slider is no longer going to be affected by your palm. So you when you're playing in bed, you won't accidentally turn up loud and wake your wife up. Not that that's happened or anything. Not at all. Yeah. Um, and now it'll actually click down into off, so it, or into mute, so you can uh, you can feel confident that the volume will stay off. That's awesome. Um, um let me see. What questions do I have for you? But um, as far as y- if you own one, do you need to spend money to get the new one? That's it exactly what I was going to ask you. It how annoyed you are by these things. So there's all these little improvements, and if you have the extra cash and you spend a lot of time playing your 3DS, you might really see a benefit by fixing all these little annoyances, um, especially the 3D. Um, If you really hate the concept of playing in 3D, you're happy with your 3DS XL, don't bother. Wait until there's more games that actually require the new system, and then then think about it, or wait for a sale. Um, How much is it? It's like 200 bucks. All right. So we do, we did the trade in. You get a hundred bucks off by trading your own system in at GameStop, and that helps a lot. But uh, yeah, hundred bucks just to upgrade some minor annoyances, on, uh, except for the 3D. Which, if you really want to play in 3D, this is the way to go. Like, there's no question. Like, this system so feels both, like it's properly designed for 3D. Are you both using the 3D more than you were before? I yes. am. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, my, whenever I do a new boss in Monster Hunter, I like kick it on. It's like, ooh, special boss time. Turn on the 3D. Let's do this. It's great. Hmm, hmm, hmm. All right. Cool, 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 cool. So I, I'm, I like it a lot. <laughs> I do. I do like my system. Yeah, I'm, but I'm really happy that I changed. To over. sit there and say people should spend a hundred, two hundred dollars. No, I'm definitely not saying people should spend it. I, it's going to be a specific subset of people who are going to want to upgrade. Now, if you've never owned a 3DS, this is the 3DS to jump into. Absolutely. And uh, if you still have the little 3DS, um, get rid of that piece of crap and get this. <laughs> I hate that little 3DS so much. The the original one. And if you're bitter at Nintendo for not bringing out the smaller new 3DS, uh, I'm sorry I can't help you. Because I really like this one. So, um, Simon, why are you in my desk now? What are you doing? All right. Oh, but I'd need to buy a power adapter if I was coming in new, right? Uh, yes, you would. <laughs> so GameStop was was having a sale. They were selling them for like $5 on that day. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> you have to pen, spend 10 bucks and get a power adapter. <laughs> All right, it's only $10. Much right? cheaper than I, I thought. So. Yeah. yeah. 
and um, you can use older adapters that you find or buy used or get from other people. So, um, <laughs> Ed Walker is watching the show. He says he messaged me and said, "I still have the original Fatty DS." Like I got one of those in my drawer. That thing's awful. It was so ugly. It felt like a prototype that went wrong. Oh. All right. So let's see. What do we got for? Um, so we talked about Hand of Fate. We talked about Oceanhorn coming to Steam. Um, Heaven Strike Rivals from Square Enix coming to iOS. Nobody cares. How about Victor Vran? What's Victor Vran? Developer Haymont Games. Is bringing us an action RPG called Victor Vran. Uh, it's in the early access right now. It's twenty bucks in early access. Uh, oh, it'll be fifteen bucks if you order right now in early access. It'll be twenty bucks after early access, and it is an action RPG. So it's a Diablo style game. I think we've talked about this before, Anna, haven't we? Um, and I couldn't talk you into familiar. wanting to play it because we have other Diablo style games. Yeah. Oh, Manny. Speaking of Diablo style games, have you picked yes. up Torchlight Two on Mac? <laughs> I'm sorry, I fell asleep two years ago. <laughs> I re- you know the worst part is the, when they looked me straight in the face, it was like, you know, we've gotten much better doing these kind of port jobs. Yeah. It should take us nearly half the time it took us last time. Yeah. It took yeah, twice it as long, like didn't it? Yeah, it should in like three months. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I was there for that conversation. Yeah, and I was like standing right next to me. They like straight up said, oh yeah, the Mac port, that'll be like three months, six months at the tops. I love the trailer they made for it, but uh, even a funny trailer can't excuse the fact that this is just ridiculous. <laughs> Two and a half years more. <laughs> and like, God. who cares? Like when things like um, uh, the really nice Diablo three uh, expansion are out, like why would? Oh you my god, that was the, thank you, Chris. Because in the time it took them to release the Mac version, not only did Diablo three come out, but its freaking expansion that made it like a better game than it ever was before came out, and like three other games that does what this does came out at the same time. <laughs> I was like, like yeah, I guess Mac users may be hungry for games, but we're not that hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Jeez. Sorry, Manny. <laughs> Power Lord in the chat wants to know if we cover Evolve. We don't cover Evolve, do we? No, not even. It's not even close okay. to RPG. You can even make a, like a half argument. <laughs> like you could make an argument for XCOM and Darkest Days. Yeah. Right. Not for Evolve. All right. Maybe oh. you could make an argument for uh, Heroes of the Storm, but that would go in the. And that new column I started that no one ever wants to contribute to, even though the whole point was everyone could lump in their side stuff in there. Nobody cares. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you started a column that's like, hey, do you want to do this extra work? And you don't even keep up on the work you need to hey, do. Hey, hey, hey. This entire website is called Extra Work for Yeah, us. all right. Fair enough. <laughs> that, that That's a fair criticism. All right. Dragon's Dogma Online has a second trailer. That's all I've got for you. <laughs> It'll be released later this year in Japan, in case you don't remember. Um, we don't know if it's coming out here, and uh, whatever. You can play solo with three online pawns, or three pawns, three AI pawns, excuse me, or of course up to four people together online. Uh, nobody here cares. Let's see. Omega Quintet. What? What is this? It's a PS4 RPG. Um, you take on the role of manager and bodyguard to an idol group. The members of the idol groups are known as verse maidens and have the power to fend off a mysterious damaging force known as the beep. Beep. The beeps? The beep. 
Oh, it would have been better if they were trying to fend off the Biebs. What? The, oh, the Justin Bieber? Yeah, that would be awesome. The game is due to be released exclusively for PS4 in North America and Europe this spring. I haven't heard of this game, Anna. Neither have I. This is crazy. Um, I would love for this to be a good game. There is no chance in any world that we live in that this is going to be a good game. Really? An RPG hey. idol master, essentially. Oh, ooh, there's a kitty. Neko. Wow. Which has a voice actress. Go figure. Okay. Um, this is going to be bad. What were you going to say, Manny? No, no, go right ahead. Oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> Omega Quintet. So you can listen to the trailer and watch the trailer and uh, and get ready for, man, what is... It's it's from Idea Factory, folks. It's going to be a steaming pile. But uh, yeah, you can go check that out. And I might I might actually pick that up to see how awful it is. Oh, anyone uh, gearing up for Etrian Mystery Dungeon on this show? Me, I guess. You you guess? I, you weren't interested before. Are you getting there, Anna? Yeah, I guess. You guess? Okay. So this week, uh, Atlas let loose infos about the Gunner and the Dancer, and we've got the trailers for them, and that's really all there is to it. So. Uh, they continue to roll through the classes from uh, Etrian Odyssey in their Mystery Dungeon uh, crossover game. Let's see. The Awakened Fate Ultimatum has some snooze. Some snooze. Some news. Freudian slip. And <laughs> America put out a new trailer for it. And uh, it's the sequel to The Guided Fate Paradox, in case you don't remember. Um, let's see. Oh, March 17th in North America. I guess that's not news. That's just a new trailer, so who cares? Uh, do do we like the first one? Alice, do you know? Alex is gone. I think Alex was the one that reviewed it. Yeah, he so. probably would tell us it was a snoozer. But we could look it up. Okay, so Eric in the chat says, Fairy Fencer F was, was a decent game, therefore this Omega Quintet might be fine. Like, okay. Wales was the one who reviewed. Ah, you are here. Paradox. Yes. Okay. Oh, I was way. talking a minute ago, but um, had muted myself and didn't realize. Well, here's a question: <laughs> Did Wheels like Awaken Fate, uh, alt, uh, Guided Fate Paradox, or not? Very much so. He liked it. Yeah. Oh, this game is gonna suck then. <laughs> that sucks. That's too bad. I was hoping it'd be good. Oh, Chris. Oh, poor Wheels. All right. <laughs> Wheels, play Monster Hunter with me. I'm just going to keep harassing him. All right. Um, let's see. Tough choices. All right. Do you like Idea Factory games, Alex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm so I, I, out of it I, I, right I now. I know, but a couple of them have been all right recently. Okay. Very offensive F wasn't was all right, to be fair. <laughs> it was all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean you're out of it, Manny? I mean, out of the Japanese gaming scene, that I don't even remember who Idea Factory is at this point. Well, they, didn't they, they make, make like... a bunch of questionably? Um... Allow me to remind you, Manny. Yeah. But let's let's go through some of their wonderful games. Let's see. Going back to Spectral Force and Spectral Force Two, Spectral Blade. No, don't remember that. How about? No, I don't remember that either. So hold on. <laughs> Where's one that actually came out here? Um. What is this crap? Oh, they didn't start coming out here till way later. All right. Da, 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 da. Spectral Force Genesis, I'm pretty sure, came out here. I Rec- think that was an Atlas title. No, Ignition. Oh, okay. Record of Aggress War, the sausage game. I like 
<sighs> yeah, now you know who we're talking. Trinity Universe. Mm-hmm. Sweet Fuse. Uh, let's see. Sweet Fuse is fun. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, but that's a visual novel, right? It's a yeah. visual game. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have it, Chris. Oh, we do. Yeah. Okay, we should play it. I've played a little bit of it, but every time I get into Vita games, you take the Vita back. Hakuoki, they put out. Um, Hyper. Oh, do they do all the Hyper Dimension games? Mm. Yeah. No, I'm only. Yeah, seeing... that was Idea Factory, Compile Heart, and with a bit of other stuff, I think. Yeah, Hyper Dimension, Neptunia, Neptunia Mark II, Victory, and they're remaking them all. Oh my gosh. So, Hyper Dimension 1 and 2, um, Compile Heart, Nipponichi Software, and Gust were involved in the And Idea Factory. All four of those. Hyper Dimension, Neptunia Mark II, Idea Factory, Compile Heart, Nipponichi Software, Gust, 5PB, and Concept. You just got, you've got all the anime um, Moe game makers just all in one bucket right there. That's crazy. Moe is the overly cute. AKA things that people say cause the downfall of modern anime. Um, if, in case you don't know, uh, let's see. Nobody cares. I think okay. the, phrase, the, phrase, the phrase you're looking for is "Moe is the cancer that's killing anime." Yeah, that's all yeah, right. Right. So, Hyperdimension Victory Two, though, is just Idea Factory, according to this article. Um, so, whatever. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's that? why they own Compile Heart <laughs> and Atomate and Design Factory. All right, go ahead, Anna. I'm trying to remember that poem. Baka Baka, Bleak Despair, Neko Neko Everywhere. Okay. Darkness fills the world with why hearts of black are so kawaii. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. So, uh, Idea Factory. Combining the forces with Gust and Nipponichi to make the Trinity Universe and... Hypernet and Neptunia. So that that so that's what we're talking about here, making uh Omega stuff. Alright. So moving on. Uh let's see, what was it here? Uh yeah. We've got an English trailer now for Disgaea 5. And this English trailer is just subtitles. It's actually a Japanese trailer. But they'll have uh, you know, Japanese or English everything later. Right? No? Yeah. yeah. They had to kind of fall all over themselves mm-hmm. on that one because it wasn't terribly clear. No, and the trailer makes it look like it doesn't have a big budget to me, but whatever. Like, they have a snippet in the trailer. It's like, the PS4 unlocks all this power, and, like, they don't show anything that looks like it uses the PS4's power whatsoever. Hmm. It was it was like, what? I don't. What are you telling me that you're, you're use, leveraging the PS4 for? Bigger numbers. The PS4 makes every element more powerful. Yes, the PS4 could do bigger math than the PS3 because it's a PS4. What? No. I'm like, seriously, it's like it makes everything more powerful, more heated, more intense. And they're just showing attacks that look like everything else. So I don't know at all what, why we should care. But okay. Hey, I'm into the Disgaea stuff. I've, I finished Disgaea 3, Manny. Whoa. Yeah. Have you been finishing games while I've been gone? Uh, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I finished um, uh, what that uh, uh, on the on the 3DS, Anna. Um, the the level five RPG, Fantasy Life. So I finished that one too. You didn't finish all the post game though. Um, uh, no, I finished all the story, actually. But you haven't gotten to legendary in all of your crafts yet. 
Yeah, I didn't level up all my jobs to max, but I did finish all the content. Okay. So, meh. You got farther than I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. Operation Abyss has been delayed. Send it. Quick question. Anybody, uh, anybody on the call here know what Operation Abyss is? Yeah, it's a sci-fi version of Demon Gaze. Oh, so there so is so. someone that knows. All right, Alex. Good job. You may care to know that Operation Abyss has been delayed then. No, oh, you had no idea that that had happened at all. <laughs> Vita Owners has been, uh, let's see, it's going to be June 9th now in North America and June 5th in Europe. Uh, it's a dungeon crawler RPG. I, I don't even know, you, you're comparing it to Demon Gaze, but I haven't played Demon Gaze. Is that worth playing? Uh, I didn't get very far in that, so okay. I, can't, I cannot say. Okay. It's like, do I need to have this this uh, point of reference so I can understand? Oh, oh, it's like a it's a first person dungeon crawler, like I was looking for last a couple of years ago. Okay, but now I've had that sated with things like Etrian Odyssey. So, okay, that sort of dungeon crawler, that's cool. Like a wizardry. Let's see, uh, Orashika Tainted Bloodlines, and I'm sorry, I don't say that well, but uh, let's see. It's going to be my, Manny. No, no. It's, <laughs> Just how, that, how dare you apologize for saying a Japanese word. I got it. No, no. I, th- I think it's, 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 I think, I don't want to derail us, okay. but I think it's such a, it's two, I think two things about it. That's a completely side story. Okay. <laughs> but. I know, I know. How, right. how wide of you? <laughs> to be to no, be I need guilty. to pronounce this right. <laughs> no, say your name again very slowly so I can get it right three Listen, times in a row. I didn't do that. I just said, eh, I got it wrong. Sorry. Eh, why even apologize, dude? Okay. You weren't born there. Who cares? <laughs> I wasn't born there. All right. Let's see. Uh, Orishika is March 3rd in North America, March 4th in Europe. It's 20 bucks, digital only, 20 pounds, or no, excuse me, 20 bucks, 20 euros. Uh, I don't know about how many pounds. It is a belated, 15-ish. Okay. It is a belated sequel to Ori no Shikabane no Wokote UK. I know I didn't say that right. Okay. I like I like that our one Japanese listener's going, I'm I'm canceling this. Well, maybe there is, because someone actually got mad at Anna for saying lick instead like lick instead of lich. Yes. God, people are the worst. It's a Japan the tra- only the tra- go Yeah, ahead. the translation of that is over my dead body. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> So it's a belated sequel to Over My Dead Body, which uh, I don't... I, okay, this is from 1999, this first game. It is... All right, and in this game, you're going to take control of generations of a single family, one whose bloodline is cursed, so that each member may live for only two years by exploring dungeons and defeating monsters. Whoa, there must be a lot of babies in this game. Um, each member... Uh, players earn points which act as favor towards numerous gods. Accumulating enough points will allow the par- players to marry the gods and create children who inherit traits from both parents and become the next player character. As the game progresses, the family's power and influence will grow. Whoa. Okay. That's different. Um, Wait, isn't it the, like the other one? The one of the ladies? Mary the Space Ladies? Uh, conception? Uh, conception? Is that like Conception? No, uh, no. The native conception player is not in my room right now, so I can't tell you. Oh, no, no, Alex, Alex was reading to the next generation. generation. Okay. Right. Yeah, no conception. Sort of, they're just sort of. You just make like, lots of star all, children. All, all they are, all they are, is party members. They're not yeah. sort of anything. They're not proper children. 
on your new arrival. Okay, never mind. Um, a player classes. I don't get your reference. It's uh, from the game. Uh, you yeah. hear it a lot if someone's playing it nearby you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anna's <laughs> cracking up in the other room. Uh, and you get two bonus gods if you buy the game in the first two weeks. And that's all I know. Um, all right, so March. That lo- that sounds interesting. And it's a Vita RPG. Holy crap. Holy moly. It's, it's not a retail game, but I'll take it. That's, it sounds like a unique game only for Vita. All right. Hopefully it's good. Uh, let's see. We have, oh, Persona 4 Dancing All Night Details. So the producer put together a bunch of details in some sort of uh, Q&A on the website. And uh, Silicon Era took care to translate it. Um, there are plans for a downloadable version of Persona 4 Dancing All Night. No plans for a demo. Um, let's see. So the gameplay in Persona 4 Dancing All Night is the kind where you have six notes appear from the middle of the screen and go towards one of six areas, and you time your button or D-pad presses accordingly because they'll be matched up with those areas. Uh, similar to other rhythm games, there are multiple presses, long holds, and scratch elements. And you can also do touch screen stuff to play it as well, and there'll be videos about it soon. There's uh, four different difficulty levels, and in story mode, you can make it even easier so you can get through the story more more easily. Um, it's a rhythm game with a story. It takes place several days after the very end of Persona 4 Golden. So it, it is a canon story, it looks like. Uh, each, each character has multiple costumes, uh, and there's going to be costume and song DLC, and there'll be a mode where you can just look at the character models. And there'll be a main dance mode called Free Dance that will unlock more songs as you play along. And there are awards for getting full combos on the tracks. Nanako plays a big role in the game's story and will dance, but she won't participate in the battles. It will be compatible with the PlayStation TV. And Hanako Otani will not dance either. I don't remember who (laughs) Hanako is. She's the other big one. Oh. The rather big one? Okay. Yeah. Christ, Alex, that was rather diplomatic. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was struggling with that a bit. <laughs> I don't even remember. She's just a side character. Why do people... I wonder why they asked her about it. Oh, she should dance. Why not? Um, yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, okay. I, I think they use her as kind of a com- relief character in the anime more, it looks like. so. All right. Anyway. Um, and it's out uh, in June 25th in Japan. I don't remember when it's coming here, but it is coming here. So we'll yeah, see. More sometime later. this year, I imagine. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. Uh, let's see. Final Fantasy 15 demo. Here we go. Here's, what's, here's what you get to do in the demo for 15 that you get with Type-0. Let's see. Uh, it's got plains and mountainous areas shrouded in trees, and you may also find some caves with hidden treasure inside. You'll store experience points you gain from battle, and the characters will acquire them to actually level up once they're at camp. At camp, you'll be able to check out events where Noctis and company are chatting, uh, and you'll get to mess around with your equipment and eat Ignis's cooking. Eating food will grant beneficial effects to the characters. There's a cooking level that shows how well you can cook. You can acquire ingredients from shops in town or by defeating monsters. Uh, and if you're wondering what you do when you're exploring, battling, and, and eating food, why? Well, you get to go fight Behemoth. 
So once you find him, he's quite powerful and can easily wipe your entire party if you're not careful. Um, and if your HP drops to zero, other characters can revive you. So that's what you could look forward into doing. Grinding scene events, eating camp food, and getting stronger to fight Behemoth. All right. So if you've got that uh, Type-0 dem- uh, demo thing coming, that's what you'll be be up to. Fire Emblem's getting a concert, but only in Japan. Sorry. If you're in Japan on July 24th and 25th at the Tokyo Dome City Hall, there is a concert called the 25th Anniversary of Love and Courage Fire Emblem Festival. And I will move off because that's just going to make me depressed to read more about that. Uh, Monster Hunter 4 is doing well. No thanks to Manny. Uh, Let's see. They've shipped 3 million units, it looks like, uh, worldwide. So that's good. Um, Wait, hold on. That's not as good as we might. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, I was just reading the, yeah. <laughs> the second paragraph of that thing. As um. of December 31st, 2014, Capcom had shipped 2.7 million units of Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate in Japan alone. So one can infer that shipments for the game's Western launch are below 300,000 units. <laughs> However, for a Monster Hunter game, that actually wouldn't be bad for the West. But yeah. <laughs> it's always curious whether that includes digital or so they are hoping to ship 900,000 more units uh, to meet their 3.9 million unit ship goal that they had by March 31st. Um, we'll see how if that actually happens. And Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy you a copy and make you hunt with me, Anna. Yeah. Uh, just to get the numbers up. <laughs> Square Enix has pulled the World Ends With You solo remix from the App Store. There's a reason for it, Anna. Because <laughs> it doesn't work on iOS 8. You haven't heard the whole drama with this thing? It's been because... broken for a while, since September. You no, know, c- c- catch us up on the drama. Okay, so um, so people have been complaining for a while that this game stopped working with iOS 8. Or was it iOS? Anyway, there was, was a bug in the most recent versions of iOS yeah. that completely break the game and make it unplayable. And they're not the so... only game. A number of games have had this happen to them, but yeah. Yeah, but those, unlike Square Enix, many of those companies actually went back and fixed it. Right. And but the problem is this, though. The big problem is this, is that they continue to sell a broken game for months and months and months. <laughs> so people, people would come in on their new device. Spending money on it. It's broken and they can't do anything. <laughs> exactly, which is reprehensible. Yes. So, you know, if everyone was saying either fix it or pull it from the store. So after this got some public, so one of the biggest IO uh, mobile gaming sites around Touch Arcade picked up the story, and then all of a sudden that got <laughs> that got P- uh, Square Enix's PR in a ruffle, feathers in a ruffle, and they um they said, oh no no no, this this is on our hype. Well, this is after several users who were sick of waiting started sending letters to Square Enix uh, support, and they said we have no plans to ever update or fix this game. Oh wow. So, so then uh, Touch Arcade got a hold of those. Um, Touch Arcade is a sister site to Mac Rumors, so that story got a little bit more track, got a lot of traction since it's one of the most popular uh, mobile gaming sites. And then they jumped on and said, no, 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 no. We care about our users. We care that you guys spent like $15, $20 on this game. We know we're still selling in the store. We're totally going to fix it and updates coming soon. Mm-hmm. So after as soon as they got the bad press, they came out like a a day or two later and they said that announcement and everyone was like happy it's like yeah this is great finally this game's gonna get fixed and now they flip-flopped again 
And they didn't make any announcement. They didn't say anything. Just pulled it from the store and they put like a little notice on their <laughs> one of their support things. This game is no longer supported. We were pulling it from the store. So there's been an update. Silicon Era got um, uh, feedback from their PR and they sent Silicon Era this statement. Upon examining the impact of recent iOS updates to the title, we determined that the affected areas were greater than originally assumed. We were working to address this matter. However, the title has been regrettably pulled from the store. Square Enix is actively working with all related parties to make available the software update. However, at this time, we are unable to communicate a clear and adequate timeline. (laughs) That word, adequate. (laughs) Who thought that that was a good word? We appreciate your patience and understanding as we work to determine a solution. Sounds like BS. Oh, hold on. Hold on for more. For customers looking for a refund, we advise them to contact Apple as it handles refunds for all apps through the App Store. All right, go ahead. I was going to say, maybe one of these days they'll fix all of the bugs in ActiveSync that iOS 8 introduced. Uh, oh, wait, that's never going to happen. Um, actually, some of those bugs are from Microsoft patches, but they I'm surprised that... All right. We've been having it work okay at our place, so... There, there is a, there, I, I don't know if if you use multi-tenanted, if you use like a multi-tenanted form of exchange, there's a yeah. really like fundamental bug in Ooh, um, the okay. calendar application. Yeah, yeah. And how iOS, iOS, iOS seven handles it. iOS eight apparently can't handle um, uh, same. Um, if, by same, I'm talking about um, like same tenanted um, X five hundred addresses. Have you tried the like Outlook that. app at all to see if that's working for you guys? Uh, oh yeah, you guys but, probably yeah. shouldn't troubleshoot your work stuff in the middle of the podcast. Oh come on! But it's kind it's of like new. you know, I, I I just kind of assume iOS. 8, I just kind of associate iOS eight with a bunch of oh yeah, we just introduced a, bu- a bunch of like crippling bugs into a lot of our apps, <laughs> and we're not actually going to do a whole lot to fix any of them, except for all the developers who don't have those crippling app bugs and all the games that actually do work and have been supported. I mean, oh, I know you want to put I'm, a lot of the blame on Apple, but. Square Enix is oh, I'm, I'm, just referring, I'm just referring specifically to Apple's calendar application. Oh, okay, because Square Enix definitely requires some of the blame, especially if they knew that they had a broken thing they weren't planning on fixing since like six months ago, and they were still selling it to brand new users. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm just, um, I'm just reiterating. I still really hate Apple. <laughs> That's totally fine, dude. <laughs> no, who cares? <laughs> hate them. Um. So that PR response sounded like BS. It sounds like such wish, wishy-washy garbage that maybe we'll maybe we'll fix it. Maybe we won't. What if they? Uh, the only thing I'm thinking of actually is what if they've kind of like disbanded the entire original like development team. That's what I'm that. thinking. This this response makes me think that the people who made this game either don't work well, the for them made, made or are the busy port. doing other things. This is this is kind of. This highlights a big problem with iOS gaming uh, just and no, Android just, paint gaming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just mobile gaming. It's like mobile with gaming, other yeah. systems, if you keep your system, your old games will work on that system, and that's one Some, way to preserve well, them. Well, 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 and then And then on top of that, you might need to turn to emulation. Here, like the software updates are breaking in. The games aren't getting updated whatsoever, and it's like it's more... Uh, even PC games tend to survive longer than this through OS upgrades. And it just seems like we're going to have a situation where all these earlier iOS games, no one's going to have anything that they can run them on. Just if there are any sort of recent code that have disappeared because no one can run them anymore. Yeah. It's weird. 
No, no, not at all. I, I mean, I well, think Jackie has it's, a catalog of like six games that they just can't publish anymore. Hmm. Uh, I, I was about to say is like, uh, yeah, the the platform is essentially and more inherently ephemeral. Absolutely, and this is not the case of the old Super Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment System, where you ship the box, that box never changed, and you ship the games to run on that box, right. and those things would, as long as that machine turned on, you could run those games. And it got a little bit more tentative once you started introducing updates, like on the PlayStation Three and it, Xbox. Well, 60. see, Manny, I'm okay with that, except when we have these like really big, um, giant art or 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 really good. Exp- I mean, imagine Sword and Sorcery just being gone forever. That seems wrong to me. Or imagine like $25 games on the App Store just being gone forever. That seems wrong to me too. It's like if, if you want an ephemeral platform, the games should all be 99 cents. I think. Well, I think as long as you know what you're getting yourself into, yeah. I don't think it's a problem. Right. I, um, At the same time, a lot of I will say like games like Sword and Sorcery and a lot of these developers like Ocean Horn, they do port to, to, uh, to PC. Mm-hmm. In general, so you do there. Are, there are a lot of means to play most of these games on another platform, but it doesn't solve the problem of. <sighs> it's just, if, but if you just think about like the mobile gaming space period, I mean, I mean, if you look like at a PC from like six years ago and a PC now, yeah. they haven't changed as dramatically as the first iPhone to the the, the iPhone we have now. Do you know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, but are you saying there's a dramatic change from iOS seven to iOS eight? I'm saying that if this, these these companies are going to keep on trying to push the envelope and try to do more and more, or try to try after you know they're doing all these different things to their chipsets, or just things are going to change rapidly. Hmm. Mm. Um. Also, I think a lot of the audience, a lot of the games they're playing. Is if if Flappy Bird disappeared tomorrow? Flappy Bird did disappear. People threatened to kill him or commit suicide over it. Well, that's because he pulled it. Right? Yeah, yeah. But people are crazy though. In general, you find that for anything. If but we're I think really lucky, these, iOS eight point two will come out and all the Flappy Bird clones will disappear. They'll <laughs> just be broken. It'll be anti-flap technology. Yes, the platform is, and it's that question has has uh, been raised. Like, how long do you expect your apps to be updated? That's a question, and like a lot of editorials people are writing right now. Mm-hmm. How long do you expect your thing to get updated? Like, how much money do you have, would you have spent, and how long do you expect it to keep running? And I think it's a different equation for each developer. How big you are. I, the funny thing is, funny enough, is like the larger the developer, it seems like the less likely your thing is going to continue to be updated as time goes on. Yeah, where the smaller you are, it seems like the, yeah. the, the people who are smaller are going to take the time, and they have a stronger connection with their audience, and they're going to be like like two, three, five man team. They're going to probably do the work to make that update on their own free time if they need to. As I opposed just to a feel big like company. there are games that people that just took forever and a lot of um, buy in from big companies to actually finally get ported or put out there, and then they're just going to ignore them for years, and they're going to break, and it's like, now we got to do this big struggle again just to get this back onto a mobile platform? It's like, what the heck? No, but but also remember this, too. I mean, I, I, as someone who's like a, a big proponent of mobile gaming, I totally understand how ephemeral the platform is, mm-hmm. and it kind of doesn't really bother me because I just sort of – I just get to the point where I'm like, yeah, well, this phone that I'm using it on is ephemeral. The platform is going to change. I mean, if you look – like the first generation of games don't run – or they run in these big fat litter boxes because they're made for like a 3.5-inch screen. Mm-hmm. So some of those got updated to the 4-inch screen. 
No, it's sort of like with each update and each wave, a lot of apps drop off. They cut, they get dropped off in waves. Like not just games. Yeah. We're talking about apps, period. Yeah. And it's sort of okay. So now there's a whole wave of apps that haven't been updated to 3.5. And then you go into when you get to the four inch screen size. Now there's a whole bunch of apps that didn't get updated for Retina on, right. on the iPad. And there's that whole wave that got so washed. So I don't notice this problem with apps because with apps, um, as long as they, if people are still using it, they've still got an audience around it and they tend to update it. And if people stop using it, who gives a crap if it's updated anymore? Because nobody has a need for it anymore. With the games, it, it just seems like the developers move on. It's like, well, they're they're playing it, and what what ongoing support do they need? The game works, and then eventually it stops working. It's like, well, that team doesn't exist anymore. We don't know where the code is. Who cares? That's I think that's a, the thing with indie games. Period. How many of these indie studios where if one guy dies or that team dissolves, that one indie up title will not get get an update ever. Like if the guy who does paper pleases papers please dies, that game is done. They'll never see an right. update. They'll never get ported. They'll never get fixed. Yep. Same with Team Meat. If if something happens to Ed McM- Edmund McMillan, you know, that's done. Right. But at the same time with Papers, Please, I can right-click on it and go run in, in Windows 7 mode and it'll work. Totally. Absolutely. And, like, I can't do that with these iOS games. I'm, I, so I guess that it comes down to you. How much are you willing to spend on a game that you know you won't have access to forever? Hmm. And I think that math equation is different for everybody. Ooh. Making it philosophical this week on the RPG. You know, it doesn't bother me because sometimes I, I used to be one of these people who was really obsessed with like, oh my god, I need to play this game forever. At, at some point, with some games that I thought like, oh, I want to play this all the time, I should buy like a second cartridge in case something else or blah 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 or some just absurd things. And at some point, you realize like, you know what? Yeah, this game's ephemeral. Yeah, this platform, this phone I'm using it on is ephemeral. And you know what? So am I. I mean, sometimes I wonder, like, there were these, I'm sure there was a bunch of... That That was really deep, Really quickly. Wow. (laughs) I think about this all the time. I was like, I'm ephemeral. Who cares? Am I, am I even, when I think back, like, how many games that I, that like from five years ago, like I was thinking like, oh, I can't, I need to play this one mobile game on my phone all the time. I'm coming like, I'm playing like now and like six years later, I'm like, I wouldn't open that game if you paid me to. (laughs) But it's, you're right. You're right. Totally, Chris. It's ephemeral. It's it, it totally is, and it's it. You have to do that math. I mean, is XCOM worth t- like fourteen bucks to you? <laughs> maybe if you play it for a whole year and you have a lot of fun for that one year, maybe it actually is. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe some people feel differently about it because they can go back and play games from a long time ago on a platform like PC, or if they still have the old console or something. I mean, I actually went out of my way to buy a copy of SU-27, um, which was released by SSI in 1994. And I had to run that in a Windows XP virtual machine because the installer doesn't run in newer versions of Windows. Period. Sure, but at least you can. Yes, I had, but I still had, I mean, yeah, I had to go through some additional steps, but it's not like, it's not like my computer platformer basically prevented me from playing it. I still had a workaround. Right. Um, And, you know, it's not like the developers had to make any changes because, well, the the development team, SSI, has been dead for like over 15 years at this point. Like literally? I think so. I don't know. I don't know if SSI exists anymore. Did they have a car crash or something? Oh, you know what I mean. Oh, we said literally, so I was confused. <laughs> I'm abusing the word literally. You know, literally doesn't mean literally anymore, according to the dictionary. Oh, they yeah. changed it? They changed Those the jerks. Definition. Lame. We can't support so, that. 
but that, that, I don't know. I, I think I kind of feel like the the um, world ends with you issue is a case of the original developer, the, the original the original development team like doesn't exist, mm-hmm. and they're in a position where um, they have to find someone who is able to make the re- the required code changes in order to be compatible on iOS eight. Now, I don't actually know a vast amount about um, the structure of iOS versions, so I don't actually know how like how in depth those changes actually need to be like how much actually needs to change is it just memory pointer addresses or is it a you lot know, more complicated i mean that's one of the best things and one of the worst things about apple is that apple is not afraid to just throw something out of their system or out of their code or, and just say no that's the past we're moving forward well i mean apple's not alone i mean google's done that with chrome for example Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, again, to use a, a somewhat work-related example, uh, Chrome took out a um, a function call that Microsoft uses fairly extensively in its web programs, which means that if you access a um, like a webmail service using um, any Chrome version after 36 or something, half the functions don't work. Because Google, I mean, Google gave an ad, like plenty of notice. They said, oh, "Hey guys, we're going to be removing these function calls in version 35, 36, whatever," um, because you know we just don't think they're useful anymore. The standards have changed. We should be using different standards. Um, it just seems a few people either didn't get the memo or were just like, "Oh, hey, what's the worst that could possibly happen?" You know, it's not going to break everything, and then of course it goes and breaks everything. So. <laughs> I think you know Square Enix. Square Enix are hardly going to be the first, and they're definitely not going to be the last when it comes to thinking. Uh, you know, a, a major software update isn't going to break one of our our products, and then it turns around and it, it you know, makes it completely unusable. I'm not saying Square Enix are blameless by any way, but um, this this stuff yeah. does happen frequently. Hmm. No, well, uh, let me. I, I think the funny thing is, I. I th- I think you and I, Chris, we, we joked about this about uh, when are you going to get around to playing Knights of the Old Republic on your iPad? And we said, well, from every time there's an update, you have like a year to that point. <laughs> you That's know, and there's like a new version of iOS. You got a year, man. Finish that thing. Because it's not just, you know, th- these phones can change. Not just anything from Google, Android, all of the Windows phone. These things can change so dramatically from one year to the next that – it's not just like an update you need to do every once in a while. This is like an update you need to do every single year. Like there was a whole wave of people left behind of apps that you could tell were dead because they don't have a video in their preview and that they didn't update for the 720p and the 1080p screens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's going to be next year. Who knows? Now we're going to have Force Touch and Styli and it's going to be have a holographic lens and all this other crap. Oh. And it's just going to leave another wave of people behind. I hope it has holographic lens. I want to play Time Traveler on my iOS device. That's what I want next year. Come on. No, I'm not saying that, like happen. I'm not. And the funny thing is, I'm not even advocating this for like every platform. I mean, I I appreciate like GOG that they brought back all those old Star Wars games, like even like um Rogue Squadron and all those great. Stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's fantastic. That's I I love that absolutely. Please bring back all these great titles and, and make them a playable platform. But on these tiny little space computers, it seems like that's never really going to be the case, you know. Even stuff like on – it's weird. Even on, you would expect Android is more stable, but it, on that case, it's not like necessarily the software. It's the hardware. Like some new Snapdragon processor or some new like or some new Tigra GPU is going to completely break the drivers that the game had installed. And now it like runs at like two frames a second, even though it's technically 
a far more powerful phone than the last one was. Do you know what I mean? It, yep. I, I don't know. Maybe when these things slow down finally and they're – but then by that point, no one's going to care because we're going to have risk computers that do everything and are holographic. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're going back to wrist watches? That'll be the future. Oh, man. Oh, wait, wait. No, then it'll them. be – and then it'll be a wristwatch paired with your with your VR headset, your AR oh, headset HoloLens. from Microsoft. Exactly. Yes. Yes. This, this, this platform, these platforms are changing so rapidly every single year that who knows what they even look like a decade from now, or if we'll even care that XCOM came out once and we paid thirteen bucks on it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So there you go, people. This platform's ephemeral. Your phone is ephemeral. So are you. <laughs> wow. You know what? We definitely have to call this podcast Deep Thoughts with Manny. Just call it ephemeral. <laughs> if, if, ephemeral phones. Ephemeral. So. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors is getting Ganon DLC soon. <laughs> Don't even get me started on no, the ephemeral. No, 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 no. Isn't it getting it? Isn't it getting Ganondorf DLC? Ganon DLC pack for Hyrule Warriors will be released in North America on March 12th for two ninety nine. Is it Ganon or Ganondorf? I don't know. I is thought it, it was Ganondorf. Uh, wh- whatever. Look on the screen, Anna. Who's that? You tell me. Um, that's too far away for me to see. No, that's Ganondorf. Okay. He's it's big and he has horns. Yeah, it's the yeah. pig. The pig is Ganondorf. That, ain't, that is not... That's a pig? All right. Yeah. The human is canon. Who cares? Okay. Me! All right. Here's the DLC pack content. Funnily enough, Chris, people actually like Zelda's lore sometimes. All right. I'm sorry I got it wrong. This is like the Japanese pronunciation thing to me. All right. Boss challenge. Endurance battles against bosses to earn new costumes for Zelda, Lana, and Link. And Ganon's Fury, which allows you to play as Ganon, as well as unlock new costumes for Ganondorf and Sia. All right? Aha. All right. Ganondorf. All right. There you go. All right. By the way, pigs don't have claws. This pig has a claw. I don't buy it. So there. Uh, Ropa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, is coming to the West in the fall. NIS America has announced that they're bringing it over. Um, it takes place between Ropa 1 and 2. And they'll find out what happened to Kamaro Neji and something, something, something. Spoilers, so I won't read it. And let's see. And spoilers, 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 if you haven't played the first game, so we'll move on. And um, I don't know what's going on, but it looks like it has combat. So this is a different type of game? Yeah, it's a, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's a third-person shooter. <laughs> you use yeah, a hacking it's gun. Different. Yeah, this is very different. And they're killing, like, waddling teddy bears of evil. So whatever that means. But, yeah. Um, oh, that like, guy would be familiar to anyone who has played the game. All right. Yeah. All right. That's weird. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, the Final Fantasy fourteen forums have a giant um, update. Well, giant. They have a big up, uh, an update where there was a big live Q&A thing for talking about the new Golden Saucer stuff. So you can read that on the Final Fantasy XIV producers in the uh, or excuse, forums. In the Yay, Gold Saucer. In the letter from the co- I think that's coming out this week. Oh, yeah, is it this week? Next, yeah. This next week. This next During week. the week. Okay. Yeah, Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday, all right. 
And uh, they've got a bunch of questions and like, how do you do the triple triad stuff? And they talk about all that stuff and chocobo racing. So you can read that on the Final Fantasy fourteen forums and be as excited as Alice's and Alex and whoever else is going back to fourteen this week. We can finally use my poker room. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> you bought that, didn't you? Hmm. All right. So let's oh. see. Yeah. Oh God, I'm just looking through some of the thread right now. Um, it they are using that. Um, uh, you know the rule system from Final Fantasy VIII. But yeah, um, the rule system for what? Triple Triad. Well, isn't that where Final, Triple Triad was from? Yeah, you know, but I mean, you know the, the, how different regions in Final Fantasy VIII had different rules for Triple Triad. Yeah, and they kind of like um, they sort of you sort of brought rules with you as you moved around the the, the world in Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, and apparently that seems to be coming back. Oh, okay. Um, in Final Fantasy fourteen. So different regions of Eorzea had um, have different rules for Triple Triad, hmm. which looks pretty cool. Cool, not so cool. Um, Star Ocean developer Triace has been acquired by mobile company Nepro Japan. They focus on no- mobile phones, mainly mainly the sales business. So, um, <laughs> expect a lot of mobile games from Triace, I guess. Yeah, we've been talking about this on the forums. Yeah. It's not not like they've been doing too much recently as it was, so. Alright. And that was a point that Smacked made, and my point was is honestly, if at this point you're still railing against mobile gaming, you're kind of tilting at windmills. Well, especially when they're big mobile games like Puzzle and Dragons out there that have inspired to to the point of getting a three D S game to come out, which we're gonna be getting here soon. There's two 3DS an, games. Yes, uh, in one. Two 3DS games in one. For the Mario Brothers edition of Puzzle and Dragons, however, they're only getting it by itself in Japan, and they've got a new trailer up, so you can watch um, without English, just uh, a lot of Japanese... It, it looks like one of those... I don't know if you've seen them before, but it's kind of like the, the infomercial style of trailer, where you got the, this guy just talking through all the issues, or all the aspects of the game, and then showing off what's going on in the game, and then... Um, you can see different color Yoshis and Tanuki suits and stuff. So you can go watch that. That's up on Silicon Era. Since it's not in English, we don't have it on our site. Um, hopefully more localized version of that will be pending from Nintendo soon. Um, but if you're still playing the original Puzzle and Dragons on your phone, um, and keep in mind this uh, nothing's final here for the West, but it has been announced that Cloud and Yuna will be coming to Puzzle and Dragons. So uh, Tetsu and Nomura made some... Uh, art for them and they're going to put it in the game and they will join as guests so see how that works um no announcement on when it's going to happen yet so they just announced it they haven't put it into the game yet but keep an eye out for that it'll probably come into the japanese version first hopefully it'll still come here all the evangelian stuff came out here so here's hoping um and with that we're done with news unless manny has some news stories i missed He's rather uh, no. well plugged in. Cool, man. Okay. I haven't been reading. I been. I don't keep as much. Yeah, you're Other playing games. The, yeah. The Ultimate Game Sale, the Xbox Ultimate Game Sale. Have you seen that? No. What's the Xbox Ultimate Game Sale? Oh, are you kidding me? It's like this massive game sale. They discounted a ton of Xbox 360 and Xbox One games oh, to absurdly low prices. Even really new oh. games that have just recently come out. Okay. Um, let's see. February 17th through 23rd. 45 games. So let's see. Fable Anniversary is only 20 bucks. Um, Naruto Storm R is 25 
Um, let's see. I'm, I'm reading you the gold exclusive prices because, yeah. Let's yeah, see. like I picked up Sniper Elite 3 for $10. Dark I know, like, the Ooh, Chief Dragon Dogma Dark Arisen for 10 bucks. Yeah, there's some really cheap ones. Sonic oh, uh, the Lords of the Fallen is like $8. Oh, yeah? Brand new Xbox One. Let's see, I'm looking at the 360 games because I, I don't have a one. Yeah, it was so weird. I remember you were going to buy one, and then like one random dude on Twitter said, no, don't. You're like, okay. <laughs> when did I say I was going to buy one? You were because of the deals. You were interested in buying one. I was? Yeah, I, dude, I could find the tweet if you want me to. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember if I was being serious or not, but all right. No, but you're like, oh, you're asking me what game should I get because I, w- I want to get one because the deals are so cheap. It's so cheap right now because it's like the Black Friday bundle deals. Oh, back then. Yeah. And like and then, one dude on Twitter, one random guy's like, no, Chris, you have too much stuff. And you're like, okay. Because he he's right. <laughs> that doesn't stop you it's from buying like all the other It's not like him talking garbage. me out of it, Manny. It's because no, I was always was already most, thinking of that. That was me talking yeah. him out of it. <laughs> all right. Well, if you got an Xbox One, the Shadow of Mortar season pass is on sale. Let's see what else we got. Yeah, there's Halo a lot Master- of great stuff. The Master Chief bundle is only $36 right now. Unfortunately. On 24 if you're gold, I think. No, that's the, that is the gold price. Be nice oh, they said it was going to be cheaper. Yeah, well, it's Let not. Uh, let's see. Week-long deals, blah, 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 blah. What do we got for RPGs? Does Destiny count? That's 40 bucks. Yeah, um, Destiny totally counts. Laura Croft new game is only $11.60 with gold. There's some really good Xbox 360 games like uh, South Park, all these other things that if you may have missed out on, they're dear cheap now. South Park is like cheap on Steam right now too, isn't it? It's no, it's PSN. It's right cheap now, on right? PSN. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Hey, Angry Birds Star Wars, ten bucks on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it at that price? No, you have it. Oh, that's right. At least it it's more reasonable at that price. Yeah, I got it for less than that, Anna. <laughs> Go you. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of that. Um, not a lot of RPGs here yet. Oh, there you go. 55 bucks. The Telltale Games Collection on Xbox One. There you go. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, but what, they like six on the Xbox One. They have all the loading issues. Oh, really? Yeah, the Xbox versions have always been the worst version of Telltale Games. On uh, Xbox One? The Xbox in general. Well, they can't be know. the same. I don't know if I've heard that, but I maybe. Have. Everybody I know that, that complains about the frame rates has always talking about the Xbox version. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. So that, that's your sale there on the Xbox. Go check that out. I know uh, Sony has a sale this weekend. Um, I was really tempted by the South Park game, but I just don't have time for it right now. Um, after people talking it up on the uh, Game of the Year podcast, I was thinking maybe I should give it a shot. But oh. why not? It's so it's it's not because I don't long. have time for it. That that's really what it is. Um, I'm I'm trying to limit my my purchasing of games only the games I'm going to play right now, and it's uh, I'm not going to play it right now with Monster Hunter, so I just don't need it right now. Right now, but you're not ex- you're not counting out the possibility no, of buying it later. Of course not. No, not at all. Yeah, I'll try it later. Um, let's see. Of course, there's a lot of games I've said that about Manny. Yeah, it's it's hard to get to everything, but hey, you know what I I. I what I was doing is I I pretty much eliminated my entire backlog. Oh, good for you! Yeah, I played I, like I played through like three different Mario games while you were gone. Like that big list of games was all like my 360 backlog. There's like maybe like two or three more, and I'm done, completely done. Mm. 
Nice. When are we going to go back and finish up Gears of War? Because that was awesome. It's still sitting on my hard drive, man. We got to do that. Um, let's see. If anyone wants to join us, wait—is that only two players? Who cares? It's, but we're going to go through the whole franchise, right? Yeah. All right. So eventually, when it comes four players, come join us. All right. Somebody. Somebody. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, we got some reviews. Criminal Girls invite only. Alex Fuller, if he's still here, he reviewed that. Um, not so not so happy about it. So you can go read his review on the site. Um, and Anna will be sad because she's getting that game. <laughs> it's come. It should be shipping soon, Anna. <laughs> oh boy, you're supposed to say. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, we also got a review up for Atelier Aisha Plus, The Alchemist of Dust. Sam Marcello put up... Sam Marcello. Sam Wachter. We've got the wrong tag on her bio here. So that's yeah, good. we'll need to uh, have Fox update that. Yeah, Sam Wachter put that up. Um, she's... Uh, oh, speaking of bad tags, whenever I... I uh, anyone, anyone wants to go watch, watch the RP Gamer thing live, it says, your home of RPG, cast, RPG Sanctum live. Yeah, I've told him about that like 20 times and he's just been too lazy to change it. Wait, where's that set? Oh, that's in the title? Oh, forget that. Who cares? (laughs) See? Still waiting for those new episodes of The Sanctum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That might not happen. Um, (laughs) All right, here we go. Oh my gosh, Alex, what are you doing to me here? Look at this crap. Um, See how long it took me to actually put that thing together? Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. What? Oh, Oh, yeah, it's huge this week, by the way. (laughs) He's like, read it. (laughs) It's like, all right, fine. All right. New releases for North America. This is North America. No, we're going to do Europe first because they're shorter. Europe. (laughs) New releases. For this past week, Castlevania Harmony and Dissonance, Hands of Fate, and Hands of Fate. Hands of Fate are on Xbox One and PS4. Castlevania Harmony and Dissonance is a GBA title on the Virtual Console on Wii U. There are sales and price cuts. So many sales and price cuts. So this is the Europe section. Um, I wish these words were arranged by system, but we'll just deal with it. Oh, right. muffin. Borderlands, a pre-sequel on 360 is on sale. Child of Light is on sale on both the PS3 and the Vita. Conception 2 is on sale on the 3DS. Costume Quest 2 is on sale on the Xbox One. Dark Souls is on sale on 360. Dead Island Riptail is on sale on 360. Destiny... Did you say Riptail? <laughs> Riptide. Okay. Destiny and the digital Guardian uh, edition of Destiny are on sale on PS4. Deus Ex Human Revolution is on sale on PS3, along with its director's cut. Disgaea 4 is on sale on Vita. Dragon Age 2 is on sale on 360. Dragon's Crown is on sale on Vita. Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is on sale on PS3. Dungeon Siege 3 is on sale on 360. Mass Effect is on sale on 360. Persona 4 Golden is on sale on the Vita. Risen 3 Titan Lords is on sale on PS3. Sacred 3 is on sale on the PS3. Shin Megami Tensei 4 is on sale on the 3DS. And that's kind of like always true. Soul Sacrifice Delta is on sale on the Vita. South Park Stick of Truth is on sale on the 360, and E's Memory of Salsetta is on sale in the Vita. That was all for Europe. Now, for North America. The new releases this past week were Adventure Bar Story on the 3DS 
X-Cave on the 3DS. What's X-Cave? And Hand of Fate for the PS4 and Xbox One. What's X-Cave, Alex? Do you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's an RPG. <sighs> Thanks. Bad, I, need, I needed something to say while I was reading the story. <sighs> All right. I'm going to check that out on 3DS. Maybe I'll have something. It's, it's a top-down RPG. It's got some roguelike stuff in it, but... Hand of yeah, Fate is also out for PS4 and Xbox One. That's that game with cards that looks like it might be for me. So I should yeah. check it's that fun. out. Oh, it is? You like it? Yeah. I've been playing it. Rising Sun. Say. Manny lets us know that Frozen Synapse is free on iOS right now. So go get that. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's on Android. It's free. The iPad and the iPhone are two separate versions. They're both free. If you remember, this is like that tactical everyone goes at the same time game. Frozen Synapse. Free. Pick it up. iOS. iPad. Android. Free, free, free. All right. Here's our sales and discounts. Again, this is for the North American region. Borderlands... This doesn't doesn't actually include some of the ones that Manny listed because they added more sales over the weekend. So it doesn't include the ones they added after Wednesday. Okay. This is crazy. Um, Oh, oh, yeah? Sniper Elite 3, totally worth 10 bucks. All right. Good to know. Borderlands, the pre-sequel for 360... Wait, is that Sniper Elite 3 is for Xbox One or for 360? X- um, both. Oh, okay, cool. It's not, all right, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, 360. Uh, Blazing Souls, Exolate. Ex- Axolate? What the heck? On PSP for five bucks. <laughs> Bound Don't by Flame. Don't get that. Don't get it? Don't get it. Okay. Don't get Blazing Souls. Don't get it. You shouldn't have put it in here. Bound by Flame on PS3 and PS4 is on sale. Uh, Child of Light on the Vita, PS3 and PS4. On sale for seven fifty. Looks like a cross buy. Um, five bucks if you have PS Plus. Now that's a good deal. Um, I already have it on the Wii U, but that's that's a good deal. Class of Heroes on the PSP is seven and a half bucks. Costume Quest Two on the Xbox One's on sale. Crimson Gem Saga on the PSP. I'm waiting so for the don't get that. It's a <laughs> it's the week of Atlas sales again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dark Souls on three sixty. Dark Souls Two on PS three. Go figure. Dark Souls is a lot cheaper and a better game, but whatever. According to some people. I don't really know. I haven't played Dark Souls too. I'll shut up now. Dead Island Riptide on 360. Don't buy it. Destiny and uh, Destiny Digital Guardian Edition on PS4 and PS3 is on sale. Diablo 3 Reapers of Soul Ultimate Evil Edition. Oh, I was so tempted to buy this yesterday when I saw is on sale on the PS3 and the PS4. Um, get Anna to play couch co-op with me, but she doesn't want to. Uh, I still say get the I don't know I'm still a fan of the of the PC version. I love the, I have the PC version so it's great. It's How great. come we haven't played any uh, Reaper of Souls? I don't know why haven't we? Do you, I didn't know you had it. I wrote the thing for RP Gamer about well, it. Oh, we should play. Okay then. Okay then. All right. So that's such passive aggressive. Sky <laughs> <Disgaea, laughs> Hour of Darkness on PS2. Um, it's a PS2 classic, so you can download that to your PS3 and play it. Dragon Age 2 on 360. Dragon Age Inquisition on PS4 and PS3. Dragon Age Inquisition Deluxe Edition, again, on PS4 and PS3. Dungeon Siege 3 on 360. Fairy Legends of Avalon on the PS3. Far Cry 4 is on sale on PS3 and PS4. Growlancer Heritage of War on PS2 Classic. Growlancer Wayfarer of Time on the PSP. Gungnir on the PSP. Hexes Force on the PSP. Knights in the Nightmare on PSP. Magus on PS3. Mars Wars Log. 
Mars War Logs on PS3 for three dollars. Is that worth it? No, probably not, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's worth three quid. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, but it's also your time. I mean, if you get like like maybe like half the games on this list that you never played before, they're definitely worth more. Yeah. You know, those are worth your thirty hours a lot more. I don't even really care about the money at this point because Mars War Logs is only about twelve, fifteen hours. So. Yeah, but there's so many pretty, better. It's one that's quite easy to get through. How about this? If you've played everything on that list and you're still interested in Mars War Log, okay. <laughs> everything, including uh, well, the Dead ones, Island uh, Rising Tide? <laughs> except for the ones that we said don't. Okay. You're, you're not wrong, Alex. It's not a terrible game by any means. But at the same time, those those home-focused interactive games are a little rough. It, it seems harsh to say that of Mars War Logs when Magus is right above it and costs more. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right. Mass Effect for $5. Mimana ER Chronicle on the PSP. Oh, sorry. Mass Effect was on 360. Mimana ER Chronicle on PSP. Mine Zero for Vita is on sale. Muramasa Rebirth for Vita. Muramasa Rebirth Complete Collection also on Vita. Odin Sphere, PS2 Classic on the PS3 is on sale. Of Orcs and Men on PS3 is on sale. Ragnarok Tactics on PSP is on sale. R.A.W. Realms of Ancient War on the PS3 is on sale. Record of Agarest War, Record of Agarest War 0, Record of Agarest War 2, all on sale on the PS3. Risen 3 Titan Lords on the PS3. Riviera, The Promised Land on the PSP. Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner Raido Kuzunoa vs. The Soulless Army, a PS2 classic. Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga. You know what? Hold on. Shin Megami Tensei, the Devil Digital Devil Saga. Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, uh, you can just Megami, say Mega Ten. That's Mega, what all the Japanese say. Shin Megami say. Tensei Persona Two Eternal. Just say Mega Ten. Shin Megami Tensei Persona Three FES. Uh. Shin Megami Tensei Persona Four and Stella Deus: The Gate of Eternity. All PS2 classics yeah, or PS1 classics, one. huh? You could have just said all the Mega Ten games you care about on yeah. sale. Don't buy Stella Deus. <laughs> Okay, all the Mega Ten games are on sale on PS2, PS3, PSP. Just go look for them. They're you on know sale. what? A lot of those, if you miss out on them, totally worth it. Totally, totally. Persona worth Four it. is on sale for seven dollars. So if you don't have a Vita and you haven't played Persona Four, what the hell are you waiting for? Go get it on your PS3. Um, Tales of Exilia is on sale. That's a good game. PS3, fifteen bucks. PS Plus, twelve bucks. Yggdra Union on the PSP is on sale, and that's. Yeah. Can I play PS2 Classics? Oh. Let's say about a Vita TV. Can I play a PS2 Classic on it? No. No, no it's PS3 only. You could play like PS1 games on there, I think. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, Some PS1 games go, of course. Ones that right, work like, on the play Vita. Play Eternal Punishment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No? All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's our games. Oh, my gosh. That was long, Alex. So, in other words... What's the... Just I go like to the digital stores. Everything's on sale. About how long the list is instead of thanking Alex for doing an awesome job. Yeah, I was wondering, like, do you have to do the HTML for all of this on your own? Yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Oh, what a B I C T H. Yeah. In theory, one day when we have a well, real listen. backend, we're going to automate some of this. You know how other sites deal with this, right? They pick a few games to highlight and say, hey, there's a, store, a sale going on in the PSN store and just link you to it. That's that's okay. No, it's not. All okay. right, it's not okay. All yeah, right, all right. That's, fine. E- that's, e- that's easy. That's boring. All right. <laughs> yeah. Alex wants to sit there all morning and type this out <laughs> one line at a time. Oh, oh 
gosh. Oh, yeah. You missed it's Ali like, Ali. It's lazy news doing it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't use it properly. Continues to do it properly. All right. By the way, both. I'm happy about that sentiment, Chris. You own the site. Danganronpa 1 and 2 are also on sale, not on this list. Um, Chris, when are we going to switch over to Squarespace? (laughs) What? Use coupon code RPGamer to save 10% off Squarespace. Yes. We've been using Squarespace for three years now. It's how we host the RPG cast. I love Squarespace. Do you know they're moving to Squarespace for. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I hear a lot about Squarespace. We We don't use. Squarespace. With new drag and drop templates, we can make RP Gamer look better than ever. And of course, with RP Gamer, our drag and drop templates are really drag and drop templates. (laughs) (sighs) But something is happening to the forums, right? Yeah, Yeah, they they switched over today. Yeah, happened past tense. They are upgraded. Uh, They've been changed. So what's new? What's upgraded? Uh, We switched over to a different backend software. software. Is it much improved? Yes. Uh, Um... To the user, though? Uh, to us. <laughs> All right. Why should I care about How's it's a better forum. It works like a game. forum still, you know? I don't know. What? All right. Who said what? Who said what? Yeah, they are forums. Um, oh, vanilla. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah, using vanilla. It's what Penny Arcade uses and other sites. It's what a bunch of sites. But it's open okay. source, so we don't have to Can pay a bazillion dollars. Plus, plus down comments now? Ooh, that'd be nice. Anna, what can we do? You're not the forum oh, admin. I know, I know vanilla. They have you can do achieve you can do achievements for people and, and badges, uh, and you can have like when you look at their profiles, you can see what achievements and badges they've earned. You can like posts. You can like say like, oh, I thumbs up this post or this post was a, insightful. Yeah, and we're going to build out that sort of social media gamifying aspect at a later date. Never translation. You can um you can if you're mods and stuff you can like tick box a bunch of forum and be like tick 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 delete all these things merge them all move them all but that doesn't really help users um <laughs> i'm trying to think of what users can do it's faster it, it loads is faster like a okay. million times faster i know it's way lower load on our server yes which costs us less money to host it so that's good but whatever no that's good stuff man we're learning things and it's and eventually yeah. we'll make it more if it's more gamified, it'll be more fun for people to uh, come in, hang out, do well, stuff. Well, this is free to keep up to date. And we, for vBulletin, we were at the point where we were going to have to pay a bunch of money to get to the new version of vBulletin and oh, spend Lord. a bunch of time converting. Yeah. And Ed was like, let's just go to vanilla. I'm like, okay, if you want. And we did. No, he wanted to go to vanilla two years ago. Well, we are. Now we're on it. Yep. That's right. Chris can make executive decisions finally. I made that executive decision. The one, the man, who, the person who wears the pants in the family can make the executive decisions. <laughs> Thank you, Manny. I, I prefer to think of myself as the one who wears the shirts in the family, and uh, it is me, and I did make the decision, so shut up. The shirts? I don't know what I'm talking about. The shorts? The shorts, the jorts, and the, I wear the jorts in the, the family, you know? No? Right. And I say Fago's the best soda on the planet. Really? <laughs> there are my nose. <laughs> what the heck is that from? Uh, that that was an insane clown. That was a, what's it called? A juggalo joke. Mm. Uh, what are we talking about now? Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, I'm searching for Ragnarok Tactics on PSP, and I can't get it to come up. 
Because you have it listed as the sale. It doesn't look like it's on sale. It just looks like it's there. They must have just added it or something. What the heck? Um, are you looking at Ace? Ragnarok Tactics, not Odyssey. Are you looking at Ace? No. Okay. Why would I look at Ace? There's no Ace. That's a different game. Yeah, Ragnarok Odyssey, Tactic, Ragnarok Odyssey, and Ragnarok Odyssey Ace is what you're thinking of, Anna. Oh, my bad. This, this is, is much tactics. better. This is what? only five people are online the forums right now. <laughs> it's a little sad. <laughs> On a well, Saturday afternoon, our forums are not that active. <laughs> I see everyone checking at the same time to see how it's just us as we talk about it. How great it is! Cool, cool. Oh, wow, there's um, a bundle. Of Mimana ER, Ragnarok Tactics, and Cho Aniki Zero. Wow. Oh, Cho Aniki, that's the, yeah. the weird one that makes yeah. you feel weird in the pants. Yeah. <laughs> that makes you feel weird in the what on earth? No, I'm going to go with that description as being pretty good. <laughs> so, my question for folks is Ragnarok Tactics worth it or not? All right. Oh, we, we have reviews up. Let's see. Two and a half out of five by Alex Fuller. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Alex, speak <laughs> up, man. He's away. He's away. All right. So one more thing to do, and then we can get out of here. Uh, I have a see. question for people. Mm-hmm. If they want to see me back next week. Sell me on a 3DS or a Vita. You guys keep, everyone keeps on saying I'm crazy for not owning one. But why should I be, why should I buy one? So you can play games with us. Is that the only reason? Isn't That's that a good reason for buying a video game system? <laughs> no, not really. Oh. I, I mean, for goodness sakes, I didn't buy If all I wanted to do was just play with people, I would have bought a PS4 instead of an Xbox One. Wow. Well, at least he admits it. What was that? Nothing. <laughs> I didn't, actually didn't hear it. He got an thing. Xbox One because it has more games that he cares about, Anna. That's okay. Yes, that is okay. Right. I know, but if it was like make, making decisions based solely on what my friends do or what my friends had, it never led me to happy outcomes in my life before. So I just got to do what's right for me, and hopefully, I'll, and hopefully, no, I mean, friends specifically, will be there. Specifically, I want to play Monster Hunter Four with you. That is a bonus, I think, to you getting a, a 3DS. Like that's a I'll thing re- to do an actual but I game hear from to the play. Users, like, what are All their right. favorite games? Like, why is this thing so awesome? Right. Why do I need a Vita tomorrow? All right, that kind of right. that's what sell me on it. All right, and I'll respond. Yeah. That's PlayStation Three. All right, new releases for this next week. Here we go. All right. PS3 is getting Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Resident Evil Revelations 2 Episode 1, <laughs> Rugby 15, Star Wall Just the Tip. What? And Undernight uh, in That in, sounds <laughs> That doesn't seem good at all, but Uh, that sounds a little suggestive. Uh, what is that? Um oh, that's the um yeah, that's oh, that game's weird. That game's weird and you, it's you hit you're fighting other narwhals, and you hit them with the tip of your horn, and you kill them. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, Undernight in Birth EXE late. What is that game? Over on uh, it's for- a new fighting game from Arc System. A new one? Aren't they busy? They're making lots and lots of fighting games. Well, who made like? Did don't do they do the Guilty Gear stuff stuff too, or are they? Um- yeah. They do give to gear and blazing souls, and uh, Persona Four Ultimax. That's yep. a lot of games to maintain at once. All right, so there's another one. Uh, I think I think they've got a few sort of 
developers I use as well. So, all right. PlayStation Four is getting Dragon Ball Z Universe, Dra- Dynasty Warriors Eight, Empires, Resident Evil Revelations Two Episode One, Rugby Fifteen, Star Wars Just a Tip, and The Order Eighteen Eighty Six. Is Which, anyone playing that? Go read the reviews. No. Nope, we have not played it. So I am concerned about that game, though, from what I've heard. So the reviews are really divisive because people are like, should a game that's $60 be worth... Is it worth it for an eight-hour game to be worth $60? Eight hours is being generous. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. Well, it's six to ten hours, depending on how much exploration that you do. If you do there all is of no the exploration. Ex- if you do, there is a little bit. You do have to go out of your way for some of the collectibles for the platinum trophy. If you are just playing the main storyline, yeah, six hours is what people are basically putting it at. Well, I think the, the complaint. I think the bigger thing they're getting, people are saying is that well, it's it's not that it's a five hour game. Is that a that's it's a boring linear five hour game that once you beat, there's no real reason to go back and play ever again. Okay, see that part I'm hearing less of. No, that's everything I'm hearing from everybody. Okay. Is that like straight up is – it's not that it's – who cares that it's short? I mean there are plenty of great – I mean if you look at a run of like FTL or something, it's like a 10 – it's like 15, 10-minute game. Or if you even just look at something like a Call of Duty, like any Call of Duty campaign, it's like five, five, six hours. But the thing is there's so much more there in that package. There's the whole multiplayer component. Sometimes there's that zombies mode or some spec ops mode. There's a lot more going on. Or even if like uh, – I remember that Way of the Samurai game. That was like maybe like a five-hour game that you could – a five- to six-hour game maybe at most. Or you could even finish it in 15 minutes. But there were so many permutations of what could happen because that game was – had so many branching paths and there's so many decisions you could make that it was okay that it was six hours because you were going to go back and play it like five more times to see what you, what crazy stuff you can do differently this time. But like, it's just like a five-hour movie. You watch the movie once, there's no real reason to go back. That, that's, I think, the biggest complaint I'm hearing with. Lame. All right. Wii U is getting Axelay on the eShop for seven ninety nine. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse is out now. On the eShop, $39.99. Xbox 360 is only getting Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Xenoverse, not all those other games that PS3 is getting. That's weird. Xbox One is getting Dragon Ball Xenoverse, of course. Dynasty Warriors 8 Empires. Um, what does that mean? Also on XGS. What is XGS? Xbox Game Store, I think. So it's the equivalent of PSN. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, <laughs> Roundabout. Oh, that's finally coming there. Cool. And Rugby 15. 3DS is getting Adventure Bar Story, X-Cave, Fishdom, Flap Flap, and Pokemon Shuffle. We talked about some of those already. DS is getting Four Elements and Fishdom. Wait, the DS? Oh my gosh. I didn't know that DSiWare still got updated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. PS Vita is getting Hold to... Hold to the, how do I even say that? H-Tol Pound Nick... H-Tol Pound Nick? Panic? H-Tol Panic? How does it... H-T-O-L, pound sign, N-I-Q, the Firefly Diary, and the limited edition. Hyper Devotion Noir Goddess Blackheart is also coming out this week. Oh, Anna. That's mm-hmm. game for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not caught up. Nope. PC is getting the following. Airships Conquer the Skies. Block Legend DX. Boring Man. Online Tactical Stick Man. What? <laughs> Uh Oh, excuse me. Boring Man. Online Tactical Stickman Combat. It's a free game. 
Caribbean for Steam is coming to release. Um, Cold Contact, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Frozen Cortex, Hero of the Kingdom 2, Hot Tin Roof, The Cat That Wore a Fedora, what? Into the War, Oscura Lost Light, Reassembly, Running Shadow, The Book of Unwritten Tales 2. That's an adventure game. There Came an Echo, and finally, Trash TV. So now I ask you, everybody, what will you be playing this week? Anna Marie. Uh, Majora's Mask and Pokemon Shuffle. That's what you played this week? Yep. Oh, boring. Emmanuel Marino, do you have any plans for playing things this week? I'm going to finish off Sniper Elite V2, which was uh, the latest Xbox games of the gold game. And after that, it's up in the air. All right. Alice Wilkinson, you have any plans for games this week? Um, Homeworld. Homeworld. Old Homeworld Remastered, is that out this week? That comes out on Tuesday. That wasn't in the list. Oh my gosh, that's a very big yeah, oversight. Yeah, Homeworld Remaster is uh, 22nd. Also, I'm just, I was just looking at the Steam page for Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Yes. Um, I'm actually kind of tempted to pick this one up as well. Um, there um, was just a review posted on PS Nation if you want to read it. Oh, okay. Did they say it was any good? Um, Do they wait. hate any games, Anna, at PS Nation? No, not really. So that that's a problem. You may want to be careful there. <laughs> but they are well, very in-depth in their review coverage, so well, that's is, good. Is, Xenoverse comes out on the day that I get paid this month. And um, I was recently seeing a friend of mine in um, Brighton who hasn't seen Dragon Ball Z abridged. Yeah. Mm. And we introduced him to Dragon Ball Z abridged. <laughs> is that, does that have an end? No, they're going through the Cell Saga at the moment. Nice. Um, did yeah, you then? Did you then go over and watch Yu-Gi-Oh abridged? No, he'd already seen Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. Oh, okay. He just right. hadn't seen. He hadn't seen DBZ abridged. Okay, but they reference it a ton in Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. Oh yeah, and they do. They do some other references to. Um, they do some references to uh, Yu-Gi-Oh abridged and Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. Um, it just. It was just amusing and watching the trailer for Xenoverse covers some um, like some of the freezer arc stuff and unfortunately uh, because of how all the the scenes are constructed in the game engine all i can think of is the quotes from from dbc abridged nice it i, I unfortunately i think it's actually now impossible to play a dbc game without quoting abridged like constantly uh, it's just a thing that happens but I don't know. I mean, it looks interesting. Um, I like the whole create character concept thing that they've got going here. Um, but whether or not the gameplay, like the actual fighting system is any good, that's what I don't know. Did we tell you that we met the guy that does all those? What, the guy who does DBC Abridged? Or? Yeah, and Yu-Gi-Oh Abridged. Oh, is he cool? Yeah. In fact, I, I went there to his booth and I bought keychains of a bunch of the characters and I was like, I want, and I pointed at them so that he could do the character names and their voices. It was cool. <laughs> nice. I, I bought two, uh, I actually need to mail them to you. I bought, um, oh. The painfully British one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so hang on. You've got, you've got one of the DBZ voice actors no, to say no, the no, 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 no. The Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. The guy oh, that the Yu-Gi-Oh does, yeah. abridged to say the painfully British one. Yes. Oh, I, oh, wait. 
Oh, I know. Yeah. Bakura. Yeah. 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 Oh, the Bakura. Sorry, I have I Bakura keychains for you. Ah. Okay, I'll send you my address by Skype. Or something. Thank you. <laughs> I mis- misheard what you said. Sorry. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> so wait, you're gonna what? What are you playing then? I totally missed that part of it. Homeworld, Chris. Homeworld. 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 Yeah, Homeworld. And if I think if I'm if if I decide to use my next month's paycheck, I might also play DBZ's Universe as well. <laughs> are you? Are you getting Homeworld Collector's Edition with the light-up USB no, ship? No, I've, I've pre-ordered the digital version on Steam. There's a light-up much... USB ship? <laughs> yeah. No, they, Chris, they, they've, no. They've made, a, um, they've made a replica of the Higara H, the, the version 2 one, the one that appears in Homeworld 2. as like mm-hmm. a USB desk ornament that lights up. I remember uh, seeing the Homeworld games really well-praised in video game magazines when I was younger, and I never <laughs> got around to playing them. Is this is this a series that I need to correct that for and just play those? I think you should. I think uh, you should at the very least play the original. Is it an like, epic story or is this yes. like RTS or how does this work? Yes, you know? very much so. What? To what? Yes, the, the epic story, well, it's the story of um, 600,000 people who are just trying to make their way home across the okay. stars. All right. It, it is epic. It's got very, very good music design. But it's an RTS though? It is. It's an RTS. RTS, they're hard to play. They require a lot of concentration. It's still very much worth playing. Okay. I mean, Homeworld, I think if Total Annihilation didn't exist, Homeworld probably would be my favorite real-time strategy game. And that hasn't changed since, like, 1998 when it came out. Hmm. I'd say... Get the, the, I think the personally feel that the remaster is worth the original game. Homeworld 2 is neither here nor there. It, it's the original game that you're buying it for. Hmm. It feels like this year is like a lot of the year of the space game. So many little space games are finally making their way out of either early access. Yeah, I need to get a whole toss. Or just even like stuff like Drifter, that little iOS game. I mean, that little, uh, I guess it's on... Well, hey, if you want to get a HOTAS, I'd recommend the X52 Pro. Oh, and don't forget to get the head-mounted. You need either uh, oh, uh, track IR or... Yeah, I would make myself a little uh, track IR hat, just like a... Yeah. I'm waiting for the commercial version of Oculus Rift so I can try it out with Elite. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right. Crazy. Elite Dangerous just came out? Yep. Huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the X the X fifty two Pro is the Hotest that I use, and it's I'm, I really like it. It's a very very good stick. Looks nice, but oh my gosh, this has got to be expensive. Let's see. Uh, it was I found mine on eBay for one hundred and fifteen, okay. which is what one hundred and forty something dollars. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, the X, it's two hundred on uh, their Madcap on their store. official site. Yeah, but yeah. you can find it cheaper elsewhere. Um. And also, if you are willing to splash out, you could try going for the X55, but... Why would I need that? Yeah, it's why do I like... need? This is already crazy. Okay, but... Oh, I know why. Because um, the X55... Okay, I'm on Amazon now. And I could get the X52 for 150 bucks, Prime, delivered by Tuesday. Or the X55 <laughs> for 200 What is this X55? What is this? Why would I want an X55... I actually can't remember what the difference is between it's got lots of it's got lots of dip switches like metal things that you can flip up and down. But so, Chris, just so you know though, you're not going to be playing 
uh, homeworld with this. Oh, okay. Right. What am I going to play with this? Elite Dangerous. Well, something like Elite Dangerous, um, Star Citizen. Uh-huh. Um, oh, but Star Citizen, I have to take out a house mortgage to pay for my pre Oh, no, then you can. That. You know those games that uh, Drew Scanlon plays on those quick looks? You can yeah. play P51D Mustang. You okay. Can, you can play A10 Warthog. But those are all <laughs> awful. <laughs> You can you can, you can play IL two. IL two Stormovic. Oh jeez. Yeah, that's that's a really good game actually. Oh, I've tried that with my Otis actually. It's pretty fun. You could play okay. Lunar Lander Simulator. Or you could try landing a lunar module. Alice, look actually, at the X fifty five. It's obvious why you want it. Look at these metal switches. Like this is the way to play. And it's got like the little the little brackets between them, so you don't accidentally like hit too many with your fingers. It's oh, it's great. It's like you're in a plane. Oh yeah, it's got those, and it's got uh, two individual throttle levers. Oh goodness! Okay, I don't know why you need that. Chris, but sure. You can finally download X Plane and finally see what all the madness has been about for the uh, last decade. no, yeah. Thanks. There's actually the one thing that I'd like to try is um, mapping my X fifty two to uh, Kerbal Space Program. See, I gotta get this, buy an X fifty two, and then I'll go to Gog and pick up a Tie Fighter. And yeah, try that I again. think you can probably re- you can probably. Um, uh, if, as long as you up. get the joystick set up done right, you can probably play the older games like um, the X-Wing versus TIE Fighter and stuff yeah. like that with it. But yeah, or even, I don't know, buy the, buy the original Wing Commander. Oh, goodness. You know, with all of the cheesy live-action cutscenes starring want, Mark... Okay, here, let me... T- if we're going like to talk about Mark space Hamill games... And all right. Malcolm McDowell. You know who we talked about, the Caribbean-style game that I want, and it's basically Assassin's Creed 4, probably... But, yeah, and you never played it? Yeah, well, okay. Now let's talk about the space game I want. All right. So I want a space game where I get to pilot a ship, and preferably with the HOTAS controls, but I'll I'll, ha- I'll take gamepad or, or mouse and keyboard if we have to. Um, but it isn't about Twitch combat t- too much. Like, you, yeah, you're going you're gonna to aim and you're going to shoot things, but it isn't about having perfect dogfighting skills, and it certainly isn't an RTS. But I want to roam around and kind of like uh, you know, think like think like Eve, but single player, with your, with role playing elements, yeah, and I can I, get stronger and level up. Okay, that's either No Man's Sky, freelancer, or freelancer. maybe a little tiny drifter. Game. Freelancer, freelancer is probably the game you want here. Freelancer, freelancer, freelancer was made by uh, Digital Anvil, published by Microsoft in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. And it was made by, surprise, surprise, Chris oh, Roberts. God, I'm, I'm looking at the <laughs> Wikipedia article and it, it links down into Star Citizen. So basically, yeah, eventually yeah. I'm going to get Star Citizen, it sounds like. <laughs> no, but I mean, freelan- a, freelancer is a, a freelancer is kind of one of those games of, um, it's kind of amusing because freelancer kind of suffered a little bit from Peter Molyneux syndrome in that um, it, they had to kind of like make cutbacks during its development in order to meet Microsoft's release schedule for it. Um, but in terms of um, like being a, it's a very very good like space trading space combat sim. As you know, it's a lot of fun. The only thing is, you won't be using the joystick because they decided to okay. simplify the controls to. Um, uh, actually, I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember because the the primary control scheme is um, a mouse keyboard. Funnily enough, okay. Yeah. Like you press you press a button and basically the, 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 the ship turning basically follows your, your mouse cursor. Um there is a mode where you can t- can turn that off. All but right. I that I seem to remember that was the primary like the primary uh and the the thing about freelancer is if you 
aren't satisfied with the base game or the base storyline, um, there are a lot of mods for it. Right. Like, a lot. <laughs> if you want a smaller, more simpler version just for your iPad, uh, Drifter is a game heavily inspired by that. You can choose to be a miner, uh, trader, a bounty hunter, okay. that kind of thing. Is it better than... So, Galaxy on Fire 2, I've always heard listed as a game like that, and I've never liked the way that plays. So mm. it's not like that. Just the watch. Drifter just watch. Like uh, go that, to the Drifter it? game, and okay. you'll see what it looks like. And there's like a little trailer. Well, it's on it's Steam. An early access. Yeah. yeah, it's an early access, and it'll come to like iOS as yeah, soon I'll as it's done, it so you can play on your iPad. All right. So, Wikipedia article for, for Freelancer has a bunch of similar games listed. I'm going to roll these off. You tell me if they are actually similar or if I should avoid them. Starpoint Gemini Two. Wait, that's not out yet. So, uh, X. The whole series called X. Oh God, yeah. Um, that's hard. I. Those those are like yeah those are for um those are for really uh like hardcore fans of the genre. Oh X really? Is, oh. Yeah, X is not a series you want to get. Uh, at the very least, don't play the original. Don't play the original. Okay. Um, okay. X2 is <laughs> slightly better. X3 is where it really starts getting complicated. It it's just, oh. it's almost a bit like Eve in that respect. There's a lot of like window browsing. So there's and, too much going on there. But it's single player. So there's that's a lot. Good. Yeah, there's a lot you can do with it. It's possible. It's it's for, in X three. So what's for example. the what's 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 the hard part that's unenjoyable with those games? Um, the thing about X three is it's a game where it is actually possible to like build your own space stations. It's possible to own like massive fleets of additional ships that are all set up using um, AI commands to basically you know like. Um, Buy your buy and supply your stations and sell your your products effectively. Oh. It's possible to actually like sit on top of not only like a massive trading empire, but you can also have like huge um, fleets of NPC ships as well. In okay. addition to the one the, the player is flying, uh, the difficulty is in order to actually get that all set up, you have to go through a lot of menus. Oh. And X Rebirth is no good, it looks like. And X Rebirth, yeah, it was a, a sort of very um, kind of unpopular uh, change or okay. sort of shift in focus from the, the base X. I do have a copy of it, but well, I do what recognize What did they shift that, it from? Um, they shifted back to um, – this was a, a kind of like a carryover from the original X Beyond the Frontier was um, they shifted back to the player can only fly one ship. Um, I think they uh, the original under the original release you couldn't build your own space stations. Although I understand that's now changed. Okay. Um, it I don't know. It just kind of felt a lot. It kind of felt like a bit of a regression in terms okay. of um, right. like content and quality. All right. And I think they're they're currently trying to build that back. Oh, Chris, I can give you uh, the anime JRPG version of this. Yeah. Have you played Infinite Space on the DS? Is that the one that's rock, paper, scissors? Yes. No, I don't think it was rock, paper, scissors. Yes, it's yeah, rock, paper, it scissors combat. I don't like the combat at all. It's boring. Oh. Puts me to sleep. Okay. I love I love the cutscenes and stuff. Manny, I was so wanting to be into that game. But and the, the ship building and all that? just shit. Yeah, the, oh. ship building, yeah the, the Tetris ship building I was okay with. That was all fine. It's just the combat. Oh, my gosh. I just okay, okay. I know it's, it's a well-rated game, but it's just, it wasn't for me. Here's a here's a here. It might not be quite what you're into, but it might satisfy everyone here. Starship lust is a uh, Sid Meier's starships. Have you guys seen this? No. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm I'm interested in in picking this one up when it comes. It out. looks so good. Sid Meier's been doing a like sort of quick look let's plays every week on the YouTube channel. 
so you can get like a really in-depth look at it. Imagine, you know what we all thought Beyond Earth was gonna be, which is like you know spreading your civilization all over the stars. Yeah. yeah. This is that. Okay. Except it's so it's a it's a hex-based, turn-based uh, thing where you control a fleet of ships that you can build out any way. You can build like heavy cruisers. You can build star. You can build a aircraft carriers like the Battlestar Galacta, light cruisers, missile missile boats. And you go around the galaxy completing missions, and as you do that, you you build up reputation with certain planets, and after you build up like full reputation points, they join your federation, and you're competing with other civilizations. The, you know, it's basically civilization in space, but the focus point, it, the focal point is your space fleet, and you're the admiral of the space fleet, and you're trying to build the best federation of planets you can. Cool. Yeah, Sid Meier's Starships I'm really excited for. It's going to be on the, uh, it's Windows, I think, uh, Windows, Mac, and it's iPad. All right, Alice, what and about... And Sid Meier is making himself. Okay. Alice, what about Free Space? Oh, Free Space. That's, um, yeah, that's an, that's one of the old school. Oh, Actually, old, Free Space... Okay. No, no, not necessarily, though. Uh, free Space 2, um, they released the source code for, so you mm-hmm. should be able to download it for free. But is that, like, what I'm looking for, or is that different? Um, it's a bit more... Linear. Linear? There isn't as much exploration. It is a, a sort of a linear mission-based okay. thing. And then, let's see, Dark Star 1, Rift Space is listed here. Uh, Frontier, Elite 2, Frontier First Encounters, Elite 2. Oh, oh yeah, okay. those, so basically Elite 2. Oh, those are Elite sequels three. to Elite. So just do yeah. Elite Dangerous then. Elite yeah. Dangerous is effectively Elite All 4. That. Okay, and then they list Wing Commander, of course, so... Yeah, the Wing Commander. But just Wing the Commander. first one is listed here, not the rest Wing, of them. Well, the Wing Commander series is is mostly linear. Um, there is Wing Commander Privateer, which is more of a like no, that's, open world privateer. privateer, whatever. Privateer is my name. Privateer is a pirate. Um, but basically, that's um, uh, it's it's old. It is pretty damn old. Yeah. But it is uh, it is in the elite sort of genre. Okay. So I was kind of hoping for newer games than freelancers looking, but I'll have to track it down and see what it see what I think. I, pretty soon the game we're talking about really... is No Man's Sky. I don't think it's No Man's Sky. Why? You travel around, you do what you want. First of all, nobody practice. knows what you actually do in No Man's Sky. Let's let's be clear. Hey, you will be <laughs> at least be able to wander around and check out planets. Right, but I want I want to level up things and like become. See, I don't want multiplayer. I don't want multiplayer because I want there a is, broken economy that I could take advantage of. There is no real like the multiplayer in, in like No Man's Sky is like tangential at best. Yeah, all right. You know, you sort of just exist That's with other right. people yeah. in the universe, and you maybe might encounter all right. someone's discovery. That's it. All right. <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, we'll have to check that out. All right. Thank you, folks, for answering my questions. My game this week will be more Monster Hunter Four. No question about that. Um, and then that leaves Alex Fuller if he's still around. Yeah, I have two review games to play. Ooh, what are you playing? Uh, Hand of Fate is one of them. Okay. And the other one is Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters. Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters. Oh, I'm interested to hear about that one. Cool. Yes, Hand of Fate is one I've put most time into so far, and that's a lot of fun. It is? Okay. Well, that's good. Maybe I should pick that up. Hmm. Oh, but I don't have time for it. Ah, that's my problem. If I'm not going to play it right now, I'm not going to buy it. Oh, rawr. I need six-hour games. 
because I want to get back into Monster Hunter. And get, Dude, get you would love, you would love the order, eighteen eighty six. All right, and everyone's gone now, right? All right, so thanks everybody for being on the show this week. Um, I was glad to get everybody back on. It just took a while for you to hop on Skype, so it's exciting when I don't know everyone's going to be here, and then they're all here. So. Um, let's see. With that, we have the feedback plug. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, here's how you do it. Podcast.rpgamer.com. Send an email to that address. Go to board.rpgamer.com. No. Um, Forums.rpgamer.com. Oh, well, we still have a redirect, but you're right. Forums.rpgamer.com. We are now calling it forums.rpgamer.com. And, uh, guess what's at forums.rpgamer.com? The forums. So that makes sense, right? But I don't know. Ed felt that board felt like message boards, which is old school talk for message boards. We don't say that now. Now we say forums. So forums.rpgamer.com. Yeah. Okay. I'll trust him on that. That's what he said. I don't, I didn't believe him either. I'm like, can we keep board working? He's like, yeah, we can keep it working. He's like, okay, fine. Great. Whatever. Forums.rpgamer.com. You can go to the message boards. Board.rpgamer.com works too. Uh, You go to latest updates section and uh, leave a uh, post for us in the podcast thread there. And uh, we'll read that here on the show. Um, and in addition to that, there's a phone number, 608-729-4098. And, of course, we have Twitter and Facebook, RPGamer on both. Well, RPGamer on the, yeah, RPGamer on both. And then what did, oh, YouTube, youtube.com slash RPGamer, D-O-T-C-O-M. But we don't have much going up there other than our trailers that you'll see posted on the site. Oh, that's not true at all. Site, right? We, no. Yeah, uh, because we put the impression on the site, too. If you're talking about Scott's impression, oh no! But if still, if you're a regular YouTube user, just subscribe and you'll you'll see whatever we got show up in your stream. Okay, well, do that. That's a good idea. And uh, leave comments because you know YouTube comments just the best place to ever leave comments. No, maybe just give it like a thumbs up. Just just thumbs up us. Yeah. All right, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, let's see. So uh, the forums was the first step in in overhauling the site, and um, <laughs> it was the easy step. So. <laughs> expect the rest to take a lot longer um so go check out our new message boards see if you like them and uh excuse me our new message forums see if you like them leave some feedback up for us on there and uh, go try them out we'd like to see new uh, um accounts registered this week uh and go set up your user icon and uh we got to figure out like a new um Ed's messaging me like, even the sidebar on our site calls it message forums. Come on. It's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Message forums then. Whatever. Uh, Go to the forums. Go check it out. See the new boards. See if you like them. See if you don't like them. I think the theme's a lot better. That's for sure. Because that visual V builds and themes are hard to do. And I did the last one and it wasn't that great. So (laughs) believe me, I know. Yeah, man. Soon. (laughs) What's next? Uh, Liking posts. Um, Better from page for RP Gamer. I don't period. know what's going on with those features, um, so I'm not going to promise anything until I talk to Ed about them. But uh, there may be socially advanced features in the forums that are new and enabled by this software. But yeah. I don't think there are they're on thing, yet. Yeah. There are a few things that could do on the actual RP Gamer site that looked neat. All right, so we'll we'll see what we can do with that, and um, that's exciting. And basically, just go encourage Ed. Um, what's his? Uh, Twitter. I don't know how else people are going to leave him messages. I guess you could DM him on the forums, but you could also do uh, Foxworth. Yeah, Foxworth42. F-O-X-W-O-R-T-H 42. Leave him a message on Twitter and say, hey, good job with the forum upgrade. 
and with that, um, we're going to leave you until next week. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Of course, you can catch the podcast live at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every week on Saturday. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at rpgamer.com slash live or twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, we'll be here and uh, streaming to you. And with that, thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Remember, sell me on a 3DS or a PS Vita. That is your question of the week. Do it. <laughs>